You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odi Mari Sodi Mari Sodi Sodi Mari Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey oh, yes no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm Odie. And I'm Maurice. And you're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. Yeah, we're back at it again for another week of fun, merriment, mirth, and uh, whimsy with just two black ass sexy nerds. Just bringing you the news you could use and bringing you... What is this look on your face? How long is this background noise going to be? One minute and eight seconds. How about that? Is that okay okay with you? I just... You know that I need to understand things that are happening behind me. I'm going to be confused if I'm just hearing noise behind my... This is not noise I will have you. This is Super Mario World I know what it is. Soundtrack. But... It's, it does distract, so I just wanted to make How sure. Is this distracting? Because I'm hearing a it's melody It's very low. In my we ear. can talk. No, it's fine. It. But I just was asking how long it is, so that I just have a weirdness. Because you didn't, you just, you just, you just used this button all willy nilly. You it's didn't prepare me for it. It's not even a button. You, whatever it is, it's new, it's change, and you know how change is not my forte. Well. You, okay. You should you should open yourself up because I sometimes am. change is I I try. Change can be good. I try that. But I, I I would like all positive change always. Okay. But I just need to know if we're going to be doing different things Fair enough. so that I can make sure that I I just figured confused. I switch it up. I always play uh a uh, hip hop as like the betting music and I just figured I'd switch it up now. No, this is fine. Try something different. Um, so, but we know we're just going to say the same. <clears throat> is yeah. our questions. I'm going to go first this week. Yes, we do a little bit of Q&A uh, where we ask each other, you know, questions to get to know the host a little bit better. Asking all them questions. Asking all the questions. Asking all the questions. Making statements. Assume All right. What's your favorite sleeping position? Ah, on my back. Um, well, Looking like a mummy. Y- yes, I. Well, you know, because I feel like I do like sleeping on my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, from time to time, the problem is I often fall asleep on my couch, mm-hmm. and because I fall asleep on my couch, like I can't just uh sleep like stomach down Mm -hmm. because then my arms will be falling off the bed Mm -hmm. i don't like the feeling of falling off Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. so i will just sleep on at least if i know that i'm on my back i can have my my wakanda forever pose (laughs) on my chest like i'm buried at a in a casket of some kind (laughs) uh yeah 
How about you? Um, How do you like to sleep? My favorite would be on my stomach. On your stomach. Yeah. With with like, well, this is... Limbs flailing all about. One of my arms underneath my face, the pillow over my head. Mm -hmm. And then I just feel like... And and also the comforter. If it's like winter and I have a comforter on, I want that over my head as well. And yes. then, so I'm just on my stomach laying that way. Yeah. Just just sawn logs, snoring up a storm <laughs> to the point where anybody can hear you from the other room and just like, all right, still sleep. Cool. Yes. That is exactly my favorite way to sleep. Okay. What's your question? All right. This is actually one of my favorite songs. Uh I'm going to amend this a little bit. Okay. Because the question is, what's your favorite TV show? Mm-hmm. But the problem in the realm that we currently live in with, with streaming, I'm constantly watching new and old shows at the same time. Like, I just got finished watching all the Bob's Burgers. Yes. And I'm currently watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend with you. Uh-huh. And also, at the same time, there's new Better Call Saul. They just oh. had a new season of Grownish that just came out. Mm-hmm. It, I should call it Grownish because I groan every time I <laughs> watch some of these plot lines. Um, shout out to Yara she's fantastic. But why are you in this new new season? You graduated. Like, go and be in New York. Um, anyhow, uh, spoilers. Uh <laughs> But, uh, uh, so what I will amend this to, I will ask you if you were trapped on a desert island and you could only watch one series, <laughs> what would it be? That is a terrible change. Yeah, no, that's it's not. not even comparable to what the question it is. It is comparable. You could be like, well, what are three favorite shows you have right no, now? No, no, no. This is better. You know why? Because if you are stuck with only one series to watch, uh-huh. you have to really make it a good series. Like, as in, like, you could watch it over and over again, and that's the only show that you can watch. Oh. I'll give you an answer. Adventure Time. One, because there are, the, there are like, a hundred plus episodes. Uh-huh. They are 11 minutes long, and Uh they vary from episode to episode. Like, the genre can be different. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's fantasy. Sometimes it's sci-fi. Sometimes it's existentialism. Sometimes it's nihilism. Sometimes it's just completely wacky, random shit. Like, we often watch episodes of Adventure Time together. Yeah. And, like, I am like, oh, this is a a dark episode where Marceline's dad comes back, and she never (laughs) forgave him for eating her fries. And she's like, Daddy, why don't you love me or it could be an episode of just like oh there's a goblin king and he likes to spank asses like (laughs) but the goblins are so terrified and have ptsd that they won't let finn be an active king so he has to be a silent king and follow the rules and stuff Uh, and if he disobeys the rules they automatically think that he's gonna hit them like it's it's wild and crazy. And then later he comes back and he doesn't have any eyeballs and stuff. And he is like a peaceful. He is a side character, mind you, the Goblin King. Like there are so many intricate, complex characters on this children's show. And it's fun to explore all of them. Also, uh, one of the first uh, LGBT plus representations that actually shows them kissing uh, yeah, on true. the fucking cartoon show. 
So, uh, the, sorry, Steven Universe. Adventure Time beat you to the punch. So, I love Adventure Time. I just, the thing that would be for me is that the episodes are so short. So, it would, I would you be able watch to get like, through it too quickly. You, it has like seven or nine seasons. It does, but I just feel like the episodes are like, they just can, I can get like get 20 them. episodes per season. If they were an hour, yes. Mm-hmm. But they're just too short for me to be like, yes, we get great for the only time. Okay, so let me think. All right, all right, all right. I've given you so much time to so think. So these, because I went on a diatribe. I've parsed down what I feel like Consider it could this be. thinking music. I'll like, so initially I was like, okay, Law and Order or Stargate or. Um, Wait, which Law and Order? The original or SVU? SVU. Ah, oh, that wouldn't that bum you out? That's what I was thinking. So oh, I was like, nah. so I was like, so many rapes. That's that one's kind of dark. So I don't think I could do that. And then Stargate, I'm like, I do love that one. There's a mixture of like the sci-fi fantasy and then like romance sometimes and action sometimes. So there's like a lot to think about. But then I was thinking about Star Wars and which one out of those, like if I could do like. But then I was like, well, which Star Wars would it be? Next Generation. Would it be Voyager? Shrek. Deep Space. What did I say? You said Star Wars multiple times. Oh, I'm sorry. Star Trek. It's late. Star Trek. Um, But it's late. Okay. And it's not that I don't... I think about both of them a lot. Anyway, Star Trek would have a lot of episodes. They're an hour long. So many episodes. Um, So I think... Star Trek is the Doctor Who of... Mm. Actually, no. Star Trek is like Doctor Who. You know what? Doctor Who would actually be the best series to talk about because since it's just been one continuous show, Mm -hmm. you would literally have decades of episodes compared to Star Trek unless you're going to, like, because I'm just thinking about what these rules in this universe that you're creating are going to have, mm-hmm. that, like, if it's Doctor Who, I'm going to get all the Doctor Whos from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Like, sure. If it's Star Trek, I, am I going to... you're stuck do I with have either to... Enterprise or exactly. Deep Space Nine or Voyager or the original... Yeah, I don't want to be stuck. So I think Doctor Who actually would be the best one because I'm going to get literally... Decades and decades of shows. Plus, there are going to be new ones that are going to come out. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and then hopefully, if like they throw in a movie in there as well, like when they do no, those little special episodes. Show. Oh, oh, if it's a if it's a part of the series, yeah, like a special episodes fine, one where like, it's like you're long. Not, you're not getting the movies. All right. Well, but at least I think. All Doctor right. So Who. then, which one? Uh, okay. So Doctor Who. And, well, I, and and I've not even. I've not watched Doctor Who in its full in its entirety. Oh my god, I was gonna go back and start watching it again, but it feels like such a daunting. Oh my task. goodness, we could do it together because I would love to start no! from a certain time, and then that way it won't be too much. But I know, like, I could That's... definitely on a desert island, I could bring Doctor. You Who. know how I say I will not watch any long anime with you. The, Doctor Who is a long anime, basically. There's like. So many episodes and so many doctors. Like, fucking, I bet you. All right, all right. So, did you, where did you, where did you want to be your jumping point? Um, I, David Tennant? I was thinking. Matt Smith? Maybe Peter David Capaldi? What, who was the one before The white David woman? Tennant? No, who was the one before David Tennant? Uh, Christopher Eccleston, I think his name is. 
Maybe him. But I feel like. Oh, but so that's the first season of the reboot. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yep. That would be hell. It's not. We have time. What are we doing? Now you got to go back through the bad wolf saga. All right. Well, hey, we'll figure it Which all out. Which was cool, but, you know, it's bad wolf. Um, Jody Whitaker. That's what I meant to say. Not Jody Sorry. Whitaker. Not blanket statement white woman. Uh, oh. Her name is Jody Whitaker. Yes. Yes, I know her. And then Peter Capaldi, Matt Smith, David Tennant. Where is Christopher Eccleston? I think his name is. Well, now I got a God, two hundred episodes of the new, of just the new. I mean, this, series. I mean, series. it's a that's a great series to have. Yeah, Christopher for... Eccleston. Ah, Eccleston. I I knew it. Yay! I got it. I got it. Well, you know, Rowan Atkinson was the Doctor Who for a little bit. Rowan Atkinson, Mister Bean. No, he wasn't. He was. I'm looking at this. I am. Rowan Atkinson was. Was he in Doctor Who? He was not Doctor Who. Rowan Atkinson was this not. This is on a list that said actors who have played Doctor Who. It's on IMDb. <sighs> Hold I'll on. I'll look it up to confirm, but that's what it's saying here. That's what it says on IMDb. I'm just. I'm just saying what it's saying. Rowan Atkinson was never a doctor. I'm just saying. I'm looking into now. I'm I just, see what you're saying. It's that. It's that played by. Like it's that little. It's a list of Doctor Who's. First off, Joanne Lumley was never a doctor. All okay? right, so maybe that list is wrong. Yes, the list. It has to be I wrong. I said I had to research it more. Oh my goodness! I'm list. just saying. It says this is the IMBD list. Actors who have played Doctor Who. Why don't you go down to the next Google item on this search this was that IMBD. says list of actors. Who have played the Doctor? That's what I clicked. William Harnell, Patrick Shufton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, who was the more famous of them. He was the fourth Doctor. Peter Davidson, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann. All right, we don't have Christopher Eccleston. Give a whole David Tennant, Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi. Jody Whitaker. <laughs> All right. So anyway, the, you have my answer. Goody God Um, uh, this is my next, my next and final question. He's about to be next. Doctor. What honorary family members influenced you growing up? Hmm, that's a good question, and I like how that song just came on as soon as that song that uh question was asked. That influenced me. <sighs> hmm. Honorary family members. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Miss Nudie. Uh, mm-hmm. She was my mom's hairdresser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continue. I named my stuff Frog after her. You did. You going to tell the people why? Because... I had a crush on her when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. My mom would take me to, you know, the hair salon, and I would have to sit there while she got her hair did, and her hair would get done by this lovely hairdresser named Miss Nudie. And I would say, I like Miss Nudie. Why? Because she has body. <laughs> now, what you don't know is that <laughs> a, a small me would refer to big ass titties as body. 
So whenever I say, oh, she has body, I would I would mean, oh, because she has big old breasts. And <laughs> I'm a huge fan of those. And to this very day, <sighs> still a fan. of. I, I haven't seen Miss Nudie. I don't know where she is or... <laughs> You, you know. just in the but the you're still a fan of the Oh big bosoms. Big bosoms. Yeah. They are Shut up on my bosom. That's what I thought the song was about. They <laughs> are my pillows. <laughs> they're like pillows. Yeah, they are. Um, they're like hard calcified pillows. Not, well they should well, be not calcified. Well calcified. I, Someone has like implants. Yeah, you can feel those. Somebody had implants at one point right. in my life. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. For me, I would say that's my auntie Debbie because she's not. I wouldn't even call her an honorary family member. She's a family member, but she's not blood. Mm-hmm. She's my godmom. Um, but she has. She and my mom have been best friends since they were like I don't know, twenty two, twenty three. No, no. Maybe it was like twenty four because I think they were my older sister was already born. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was later because my my mom had my older sister at twenty six. So they met around that time. Hmm. Um, but she's been there since before I was born. Um, she's my godmom and the mother to my godbrothers and sister Aww. who are like my siblings. Um, and we have grown up together and just like peas in the pod and peas in the pod. She, yeah, like she's my, like, even it's interesting to have family who you are so close to that you don't, you don't have any blood with, Mm -hmm. but there's so many things that me and my auntie Debbie have just like in common and just like in ways we can connect that nobody would ever think that we weren't um, like aunt and niece or like even when I was little, like that I might have been her daughter just like because we were just so. You wish you had a different mom. No. What? How do you get that from what I'm saying? You just said that like no, nobody I'm could distinguish from that the we fact that maybe y'all are super might be close. daughter. The same way when baby Keita comes, okay. if I'm with him, I'm his going to be his auntie, but also we're going to be so close, and there, no one's going to be like, oh, that's da- that's not person's not related to him. They're going to just... You can only dictate 50% of that. I'm speaking it into existence. Okay. Okay? Yes. Because... Yeah. Hey, there's no harm in wishing. This is my baby that's being birthed by another person. And when just if you I like even when you just look at pictures of me and my auntie Debbie as a baby, she's just always so excited to see me and I'm so excited to be with her. Mm-hmm. We just are we just mesh. That is not um meaning that I wish I had a different mother. Okay. That's just another person the same way my auntie and Jeanette, who's my mother's older sister, my auntie Linda. My my mother's middle, middle sister, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Like when I would see them, I would be so excited because it was just like these people are another extension of me mm-hmm. and of motherhood in my brain. So it's just like these are people that you 
pay attention to as you're growing up and love. So, but my Auntie Debbie is a non-blood family member who I looked up to as a kid. Okay. And still look up to now. Okay, that's cool. Um, All right. I could fuck with that. All right. I think those are both our questions, right? Yes, those were both of our questions. Okay, so, good. Uh, are you ready to get into the pop culture segment? We're listening to no, sorry. <laughs> and I'm not editing that out. All right, so I have some updates for you. All right, here we go. Let's, I'm gonna let's start, dive right in. I'm going to try to start from the worst update to the best. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then maybe I should put some appropriate music on. Yeah, don't put any music on. Just leave it. Because I don't know what you're going to put on, but I feel like it's going to throw me off in some way. Because right now you're being real fast and loose. Okay? Little, real John Wayne with these drops. And John, I don't know. John Wayne? I don't know how to think about it. I don't know what to do. John Wayne. Yes, John That's Wayne. The- Reference that you wanted to go yes, with? Yes, it was. I'm John Wayne. You are. It's better than being John Wayne Gracie. Okay. All right. Just. I'm just a, saying. Just. If we had to pick which one. <sighs> <laughs> I think I picked the better one out of the two. All right. So, first thing. First things first. And this is going to be something that you have expertise in. Uh, Vince McMahon, who was the CEO and chairman at, at WWE, has retired, and this is after several weeks of huge, scandalous allegations that have come forth that were, weren't actually allegations. Basically, if you haven't been paying attention in the news, Vince McMahon w- was found out that he had huge payouts to different women in the w in the wrestling world mm-hmm. and just like even that some that weren't necessarily wrestlers but just like in his orbit for um unwanted sexual advances sexual mm-hmm. assault etc um you have been keeping up with this the most yes i have because this is your thing yes can you give me your perspective and and how you feel about him deciding he's going to retire from the wwe Okay, so first and foremost, uh, let me just say, (laughs) Vince McMahon, in an objective way, he revolutionized wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know, he, you know, like he he comes from a dynasty. Mm -hmm. He bought up all the territories back when, uh, you know, wrestling uh, organizations were like these desperate territory sort of things. Was that when it was like WCW versus the, like WWF? This was even before that. Back okay. back when there was like just when I say the territories, I mean like there was all the uh, different promotions running all over the South. He mm-hmm. he he decided that like it would be best to like buy them all up and unify them mm-hmm. as one organization, right? Mm-hmm. He led the sort of creative chart. He's he's been the head of creative uh, since the fucking eighties. Mm-hmm. So like you could say that a lot of <clears throat> what made the Attitude Era in the nineties as like exciting and progressive. Not, ooh, not progressive. Uh, so many things that were not <laughs> progressive at all. But uh, exciting and revolutionary, I would say, and envelope pushing in the uh, in, in the Attitude Era. 
was due to like the creative mind of Vince. Mm-hmm. So I will give him whatever flowers that are garnered through the hard work that he put into that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, this is also a man who is a man of his time. Uh, he's been doing this job, like I said, for years, decades even. And um, it was, one, it was time for him to go because of the awfulness that he has done. He's known for being a very peculiar and obstinate old fucking man at this point, right? But you add on top of that the, you know, you know the heinous actions that have come to light recently mm-hmm. of just like cheating on his wife, paying women uh, with NDA money, uh, you know, like passing off women to John Laurinaitis like they're fucking toys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, potentially like. You add all of that to it, and it's like, let's get him the fuck all the way out of here, get some new blood in there, so that we can uh, have, like, a product that is, you know, like, just fresh and new and different. I will also say, let's get some new blood in there just to get a fucking creep away from like, you know, fucking my wrestling. I don't want to have to think about the awfulness of the world when I'm watching a grown man, like power bomb, another grown man through a table. You know what I mean? Like I like, I don't, I'm, 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 I'm a smart Mark. I, I, I read the, the, the stuff on the internet and like, I'm, I'm very clued into the wrestling world. And, like, I, you know, I know those sort of behind-the-scenes ongoings and everything like that. Like, I keep up with that information. I watch it on the daily. I, when I'm, when I am watching wrestling, I'm well aware that I'm suspending my belief, my suspension of disbelief. It's escapism. I'm not saying that, like, I don't want good storytelling or, like, I'm not saying that I just watch it because it's just trash TV. It's like, ooh, big man, hit big man. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I do like the storytelling. I do like the characters. I do like the athleticism that goes into it. What I don't want is to know that these women who are wrestling and putting their bodies on the line are being like uh, their storylines are being written by some old 77 year old man who's like some creep. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't want that, you know, either either by putting them in sexy outfits or like, you know, oh, my God, the attitude era was horrible for women's wrestling. First, if you can even call it that, like they're bra and panty matches and mud Mm -hmm. wrestling and, you know, like, you know, like just titties everywhere and everything like that like it it like it it was it wasn't good for women i will say like there are you know i you know you have your ivories and your your uh like um trish stratuses who came out of them uh came out of that era uh not unscathed i will say but like they somehow their legendary status rose above it but um it still didn't help progress the field of wrestling in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that vince mcmahon has retired 
I'm happy that uh, Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, has taken over as uh, WWE's creative uh, head and that Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, uh, Vince McMahon's daughter, has taken over as CEO of the company. Um, they, they, time will tell how they run the company, uh, what creative endeavors they will be doing. Um, Triple H ran NXT for a long time, and that was arguably one of the best wrestling pro- uh, products for a really long time. Um, but yeah, fuck out of here, Vince. Get out of here. Um, and also, apparently, there are more stories on the way. Um, so, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like, like apparently, this was like uh, allegedly, this was a move. That's why he retired on Friday when the stock exchange closed <laughs> so that him retiring didn't affect stock prices. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a move. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's not a, it's not a move done because, Oh, he's given everything to this company and he has nothing left to give and he wants to live out his twilight. No, it's a move to be like, you know, you cut off the head to save the rest of the body. Yeah. That's not, you cut off the arm to save the face. I forget what the quote is. Cutting off the nose to spite the face? Yes. And you're not supposed to do that. You're not, yes. Because cutting off your nose, you're going to still be disfigured. So it's not really going to Tell that to Voldemort. He didn't, I mean. He got a lot done without a nose. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well. Uh, <laughs> he was very active for several years. He was very active throughout he the didn't need his high school life of a boy who was <laughs> chosen. What did I say the other night? The the boy, the, the boy that time forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. No, it wasn't the time forgot. I sorry. Um, so a little bit of backstory for the listeners. Um, Odie is a Harry Potter file, and. <laughs> I have watched the movies. I haven't read the books or anything Ugh. like that. It's it is what it is. I'm I'm enough of uh, I know enough about Harry Potter, oh, but doesn't. I'm not aware of like all the lore, all the details and intricacies and stuff. And I forgot the name of the prophecy, and I've been calling it the boy that ta- the ta- the the you know the instead the chosen one bullshit, like the the boy that <laughs> time forgot or whatever it's called. I've just been saying it that way. The boy who lived. The boy who lived. There we go. Or yes, the boy yes, who lived. The boy who lived. The boy who lived. It's very simple. Yes. Never lived too. <laughs> the prophecy, like I said. We don't have time to get into this prophecy. My God. We're talking okay. about Vince McMahon. <laughs> we're moving on because you're not gonna rile me up. All right, fine. We are moving on from Vince McMahon to another person who is problematic AF. Yes. Uh Dave Chappelle. Yes. So he was supposed to be performing in Minneapolis at First Avenue last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to an online petition and people working there, um, who the petition said Dave Chappelle has a record of being dangerous to trans people and First Avenue has a duty to protect the community. Um, and had over 120 signatures uh, early Thursday morning last week. Mm-hmm. So they canceled the show. Um, and he was moved to Varsity Theater, which was, they said they were going to honor all the First Avenue tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, people online were just like, this is refusal of public speech and da 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 
But I say no. Like, I, I think we've talked about this before when it comes to First Amendment. You can say what you want. That doesn't mean yeah. that you're not going to have any repercussions because of the words that you're saying. Mm-hmm. That does that just mean, First Amendment means that me by me saying something that's not popular, whether it's a good or a bad opinion, that no one's going to be able to jail me or cause me physical harm because of that. Except for... There are a few phrases, like if you call someone the N-word and they fight you, that is not necessarily protected under the First uh, Amendment because of the how the incendiary nature. Just like yelling fire in a public place, you will get, get in trouble by that because you can cause a panic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's more things. Go read it. Look it up. Um but I don't think that Dave Chappelle losing a concert gig is um, anything to feel sad or worried about because he has made no, he's literally made no effort to change or undo or redact or whatever his behavior. Even remember that last time when the person was trying to jump him on the stage? Yeah. And he makes a joke about, oh, it's a trans person, even though the person was a cis man. Mm-hmm. Like, you just cannot stop making terrible jokes that are only funny to you and a choice group of people. Yeah. And not to mention that he just, he literally just opened up for Kevin Hart and Chris Rock's tour. Yes. Um, <coughs> like it might have been today or yesterday or something like that. They, they bought a goat on stage and was like, oh, I get Will it. Smith the and, goat. Yeah. But then also he bought up all that land. Remember we talked about a few months ago how yes. um, he was disputing with people in his community, like people in his community in Ohio, because they were trying to build like um, multi-income housing. And so he, instead of just letting them build this housing, he went out and purchased the like fifty-eight acre land, yes. so that it is now going to be protected from all the poor and black and brown people they didn't want, which is you know crazy. Um. Okay, so moving on. Now this, um, now I told you this is going to go from terrible to better. Okay. Okay? Progressive. So, it's progressive. Ricky Martin won his case against his nephew who was claiming there had been sexual abuse and harassment and he had a restraining order against him. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, it, again, his lawyers were saying that his nephew is a troubled individual and these are false allegations um they said um and the accuser confirmed he was satisfied with legal representation in the matter the request came from the accuser asking to dismiss the case this was never anything more than a troubled individual making false allegations with absolutely nothing to substantiate them we were glad that our client saw justice done and can now move forward with his life and career. Now, I was very happy to hear that Ricky Martin won this case. Right. Because if he didn't win, that would mean that he was having an incestuous relationship with his 21-year-old nephew, and that's disgusting right? and horrible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However... And I don't know if this is just me being a cynic or something. I just feel like as much as I'm glad that he won, I'm like, well, is did he really win? 
or, or did is he this just, just have money? all the money in the world? Like, is it to just buy money? The best lawyers to figure out the best defense. and to pay off to, his nephew to be like, all right, shut up about this because it's just like, well, he won a case. Like, the, I feel like you don't like you you. But if they're saying you settle. He, and then you don't go to trial. It seems like they went to a trial. And but his then they nephew won. was said to re- that he wanted to dismiss the charges. So that yeah. could, to me, mean but he was like, "Let me give you dropped. the charges weren't dismissed." No, like, but I mean, like, if his if his nephew is saying, "I want to withdraw these charges," then that would mean that the charges he, were dropped. Then he, but that's what they're saying. He said that he was that the request to dismiss the case came from the accuser. Um, so to me that okay, that could I be misunderstood like misunderstood this entirely. He, he could have said to his cousin, "Listen, I'm gonna give so he you didn't win a case. Two the million, charges were just dropped. That's how I feel, and I'm just like either yes, his his nephew could possibly have some mental health issues that he was going through that said, let me cause this false allegation because that could happen. Yes, but I still have a big question mark whether or not. Is this justice or is it money? I think I, I, well, you know, we will never know. Well, okay. So time out. If, okay. If, If this was a settlement that would have to be like, you know, done through the court and mentioned and everything like but that. But he wouldn't, if he but really paid his cousin off, he wouldn't have to mention that. Nephew. Was it nephew? Nephew, sorry, nephew. Yeah. If he was like, listen, nephew, I'm going to give you $2 million. We're just not going to talk about it. Just undercover, yeah, just sort because of you, like, you wouldn't, hey, you, look in your bank account. Because you wouldn't give anybody numbers. a settlement if, unless they're, like, what's his name? Vince McMahon, those settlements was because he did something and he settled with them. So if I, if I was Ricky Martin, I wouldn't want to give you a settlement. I would want you to drop the co- the case and then me secretly give you the money and be like, I'm going to take care of your whatever, your rent, all that stuff. Send it to my banking account, routing number. I'll take care I'll of you. I'll cash app it. Because I don't want, if if I read someone gave someone a settlement, I'm going to be like, oh, that person definitely did that thing. They're just paying them off. Yeah. So in this sen- in this case... His cousin dismissing the charges could either mean, like I said, the charges were actually dismissed and were not valid, or there was just money involved that we do not know about, and now his cousin's just going to have his life taken care of. Well, we can only really go off of the facts that have been given. We can only, which is what we can, we can oh, that's all we have. Hypothesize and. That's and, all we have. You know, so like come up with theories all we want. All we have, though, is the with, facts that have been And the information that has been given to us is that Ricky Martin, the, the case was dismissed yeah. by his cousin or his yeah. nephew. And there, there has been allegedly no gross incest, which honestly, to me, is preferable. But even, look, listen. Even if, hmm, how do I say this? Let me articulate this correctly. I feel like enough damage has already been done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because... You've already floated out the idea. It's like Inception. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when you like put an idea in somebody's head and make it seem like they had the idea. Mm-hmm. Like now you floated out the idea that maybe Ricky Martin 
yes. does incest. Yeah, I mean, yes, exactly. And just and whether I'll, he does it or not, the fact that it's a question, the fact that it's like, does he do incest? Honestly, when is I first the thing that he does, when I first, no normal person. I think of like uh like any random person who's a celebrity. Like I, I fucking uh, Tom Hanks. Like I, at no point do I ever think of Tom Hanks, and the first thing that comes to mind is like, oh, he does incest. No, it's fucking Forrest Gump in that boring ass movie. Like, and it is boring. Like, let's let's call a spade a spade. Like, hot take, Forrest Gump. It's a long ass, boring fucking movie. Ooh, I, I, you know, I, I met the president again. Hooray! You did a bunch of good stuff. You also got AIDS at the end. Anyhow, he did that's not neither, get AIDS at the end. Him and his son has AIDS. Anyhow, um, and and if you're if you don't believe that, then you're not watching the same movie that I'm watching. <laughs> Jenny did not love that motherfucker. <laughs> fucked him out of pity. She was she hit rock bottom. Fucked him. Had a kid with him. And uh, then died and left the kid with him. You know, like I, I have Apple stock. Like he, just white <laughs> fucking privilege. Just I ran. Like just get out of here. Like I, I came up with a shirt. Like okay, okay. Time out. Forrest Gump. It can't just be that like this white dude somehow. Was like a part of all of this American history, you know. <laughs> I can't fuck with that movie anymore. Yes, I know he he was, you know, uh, neurodivergent. Yes, I I know that, and I know that he had, you know, like fucking like uh uh, uh scaffolding on his legs. I know. Scaffolding. I know that he like at his legs, and then and then Jenny was like Ryan Forrest, and then it, it fell off and everything like that. Like it. He had like braces. He had yeah. braces. Okay, on his yes, legs. and he had a hard life. Uh, <laughs> but then, at, at a certain point, his hard life was only like fifteen minutes of the fucking <laughs> two and a half hour movie. The rest of his life was like I'm here to meet the president again. Like and Bubba, like I'm going to open up Bubba Gump Shrimp. Like you know, like and Bubba died, and he fucked off, and he's like, "Yep, you know, uh, I'm, I met a black man, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go." fish for some shrimp out of his memory with Lieutenant Dan. Like, <laughs> and he has apple stock at one point. <laughs> and he ping pongs. Like, he's a ping pong player. Like, so, at no point, there's no point he spoke at, like, the Million Man March or some bullshit like that. Like, uh, like Yeah, he did. He, he did. He, he did all of this shit. He was a <laughs> remarkable man, right? And he was down to, down to earth and everything like that. And it's just like, It's the story of white mediocrity. I and I can't uh, endorse it anymore. Like I will never watch Forrest Gump ever again. It is. It is white mediocrity. It is. And I like can, there's overcoming what life gave you, and then there's just he inspired Elvis with his braces on his legs. He fucking made the 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 happy face sign yeah. because he. Wiped his face with mud. Oh, he came up with the phrase, uh, life is shit or whatever it was called. Like, yeah, uh, uh, life is a box of chocolates. L- no, he, not life is a box of chocolates. Like, when he was running oh, and, yeah. and he ran into some shit. Like, yeah, yeah that's just Shit life. happens. Shit happens. There we yeah. go. Yeah. He was like, it happens. And like, oh, shit happens? Like, yeah, I guess like, I made a lot of money off of me. Oh, shut up, fucking forest. 
<laughs> we need a black Forrest Gump where it's just that like. That would be great. Uh, just like he, like apparently he, 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 he gave, like he goes through like all the black culture and just like enlighten, like, like either like he helps people or it gets money off of it or enlightens people. He gives a, a Biggie Smalls, um, He gets Biggie Smalls a piece of candy, uh-huh. and uh, he's like, "You you really like this? It's juicy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good." <laughs> All right, okay, that one worked. Yeah, <laughs> meets Tupac. And he's just like, yeah, my girlfriend's here. Like, I traveled all the way from uh, Raleigh <laughs> to to see her. That's that's a uh, California love. Yes. All right. Moving along. Um. <gasps> someone. He's there for Malcolm X's like fucking assassination. Just for some why reason. Why would he be there? What do you mean? Why would he be there? <laughs> Is he gonna be one of the people holding he's the janitor? In his he's neck? the janitor. He's the janitor at the thing, and he's just <laughs> paper sweeping along like do do do. And then he he looks and is like, oh, you know what the fucked up thing is? Here's the fucked up thing. He sees like somebody's handkerchief like falling out of their pocket, so he goes to like put it back in, and the dude's like, get it out of my pocket, and that's the signal for the other assassins. Oh my god. You're such a, your way your mind works. You're a ridiculous human. Being. But I track with it. I track with it. Yes, I love it. I want more of, some more of it. More of that. Thank I could, you. And 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 the and the recurring thing is like I <laughs> I couldn't meet the president <laughs> again. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on. All right. Okay. Okay, so we now have some good news about Monique. Yes. And with good news comes good tunes. She said that she's shooting her first Netflix special, and she's going to be working with director Lee Daniels on a Netflix film called The Deliverance. So this is very good. I think that, you know, after she had that lawsuit... With Netflix about the discrimination and pay equity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm glad for her. I'm sure she's going to address the issue she had with D.L. Hughley this last year. Mm, Yes, she probably will. She's going to. And whether or not she makes a real apology or not, I don't know. Do you think that, like, on a platform like Netflix, do you think that that story got wide enough traction that it would be I think that it's enough traction for people, for her to mention it. For her to mention it? Because it's for black people, which is who this this special is going to be geared towards. towards She's 100% going to mention it. And now she might mention it as been saying, like, I was wrong, I apologize, which she's been trying to say. Or she might be like, whatever, you know, this is my life. Let me tell you how I live it. How, you know, how her sometimes her persona is. So we don't know. But I think that all I can say is I want people like Monique, black women in Hollywood, mm-hmm. to not be um, governed by mistakes they may have made. I want us to be able to give them the fair shake that we give these other people who have done way worse. Um, and not to say that the stuff she's done has not been problematic and bad and obnoxious because it's like, you know better. 
But I want her to be able to showcase her talent and and actually use her comedy for good and for us to take it from there and not be so focused on the bullshit she might have been doing throughout the the last few years. Okay. Yeah, I you know what I could fuck with that. And I as somebody who likes watching uh stand up, mm-hmm. you know, just keeping fresh, keeping it interesting, seeing what everybody's talking about. Uh the Netflix landscape is littered with stand-ups. Mm-hmm. Um so it would be very interesting to see what a Monique stand-up is like. I I hope it Based on her fight, I hope it gets the budget that it deserves. Because yes. you could tell the difference between like a a, a Netflix stand up that like it's Netflix like clearly backed and gave them all the money versus like, hey, I did this on my own and I sold it to Netflix. You know what I mean? It's like the BET Awards versus the MTV Awards or even the Grammys. Like we look at the, the look at the way that the the budget that the Grammys or the Oscars has mm. compared to the BET Awards. Even if sometimes those films have made so much money, we can see them. And even BET versus MTV Awards, the way the production value, the sound quality, the videos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, has always been vastly, vastly different. Okay. So I hope that she gets all of the best tools and resources the best hair and makeup, mm-hmm. the best wardrobe, whatever the case may be, so she can come out there and showcase her talent mm-hmm. and not have, like, mention whatever these little, cur- you know, whatever these issues you're having. Cause it's just, been so long since I've even seen Monique do stand-up that, like, I don't know what her style is. You know what I mean? So true, but I, I would be interested. I just... I'm, I don't. My only hope is that you bring it. You really yes. bring it. Like uh, every performance should be done. As I don't want her husband involved lab. at all. I don't because I at I was just about to say that I do not want to watch that whole thing. It could be the greatest fucking stand up performance in the world, <laughs> but if those credits come on and said dedicated to daddy, uh. I'm going to fucking throw furniture at my TV. <laughs> I just don't, because she, like, when you look at her talent before she even got with him and before they got public and just the way that her 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 career was progressing, he has just stalled her in all his weird shenanigans, and I don't want to see her having any issues because of him. I want her to just come out, do the best she can do, and be hilarious, as we all know she can be, and then go from there. Yeah, agreed. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, do you want to talk about Kid Cudi at Rolling Loud or Jesus and Mira first? Both upset me. Mm-hmm. Both are very upsetting. Mm-hmm. So, let's let's do Jesus and Mero second and let's do Kid Cudi first. Okay. So, uh, Rolling Loud, Loud was just recently this... <laughs> rolling Loud. Rolling, Not Rolling Out Loud. Rolling Loud mm-hmm. recently happened. Yeah. Um, you should know. What does that? Anyway, because rolling loud is euphemism for getting high in Miami. And um, Kid Cudi, who had taken over um, to headline instead of Kanye West, was performing. Mm-hmm. So we see this video. 
where a bottle had been thrown on stage, and he says, yo, I will walk off the stage if y'all throw one more fucking thing up here. I will leave. I will leave right now. I'm not fucking playing. You ruin it for everybody. I will fucking leave if I get hit with one more fucking thing. If I see one more fucking thing on this fucking stage. That's what he said. And then uh, in the video, someone proceeds to launch a uh, Poland spring bottle <laughs> at him. It, yes. he, it doesn't hit him, but it no. launches at him. And he left. And he left. And he did. This is mad disrespectful. It is. And... You know what? I was happy that Rolling Loud supported him. So here's the thing. And they said Rolling Loud is a family. Our fans, the artists, and everyone involved need to look out, look out for each other. Share the love and be respectful to everyone. We love you, Cuddy. Here's the thing. I understand if you paid good money to see one artist and then that artist backs out and then you get a different artist. I understand that. And then maybe you couldn't resell the ticket or whatever like that. I understand that. But, like, Kid Cudi is amazing. He is a master of his craft. Mm -hmm. He has an amazing catalog, minus one album, because one of his albums is garbage. (laughs) That's fine. No, like, it's, you know, it's it's known that one of his albums is fucking trash. But it's okay. Because his body of work is incredible, mm-hmm. so him being uh, the the sort of uh, substitute for Kanye West, that's a good substitute. It is. It is. It's a good replacement. You know, somebody who it's it's not like they said like oh like Kanye West is not gonna be here so we're gonna get the Olsen twins to <laughs> Diddy up here or, yeah. or whatever like they got somebody who was comparable mm-hmm. to the uh artist that was being replaced because for them I mean <clears throat> even if you don't like his albums mm-hmm. his singles alone are all really good and for the set he was doing he could have done all of his like really popular singles mm-hmm. and that would have taken up the whole time. <clears throat> and even if he played like one new song or two new songs that people don't know really yet, it would have still been fun. So these people like I saw <clears throat> I saw a picture of the three people that were throwing stuff that they caught. Apparently the dude who threw that last bottle has been going on Twitter saying that he was the one who did it and bragging about it. Well, there were three pictures. Anything pitch- to get close. It was three pictures. It was this white guy who was bawling his eyes out. This, like, Latinx person who had, like, a very interesting hairstyle. Yeah. And then this young black boy that looked like he was, like, 12. So I don't feel like any of these people were really, like, they were just being immature because they were actually immature people. Um, but I think that the same artist... Anyone who's performing live, whether that's a sport, music, whatever the case may be, we need to respect them. They're coming out there on that stage, doing a performance in front of all these people, and, and that takes a lot of courage to do that, and you need to respect that, and don't fucking throw things. Because if they, if concerts started doing something where they like put you even farther away or had a net up, or something, people would be like, oh, we can't experience it. You won't be able to experience it. I'm not going to go perform in front of you if I'm worried that you're going to be throwing shit at me. Even, yeah. I saw recently, a uh, little Uzi Vert, I think so. He's the one that, who's the one that had the little diamond put in his That's head? That's Lil Uzi Vert. Okay, little Uzi Vert. 
and the City Girls were performing at a. I think it might have been Glastonbury. Yes, they were performing. That yes, that yes, they did. They did say that. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, they said they were performing. Um, Lucy Vert was performing, and the City Girls were performing at I think I believe it was Glastonbury, and people were throwing their cell phones up for them to like I don't know take pictures of it. Themselves, I don't I know, would, whatever. I would take them. those phones and put <laughs> but, them in my pocket well, and then well, sell them and then get more um, money. Little Uzi Vert like chucked it back on the stage. The city girls were very nice and were taking pictures with them. But it's like, could you imagine you're on stage and a cell phone is th- being thrown at you? Like, cell phones fucking hurt. Yeah. So, like, it's like the, the funny thing is, you said that I was gonna throw my cell phone at you. Oh, real quick. thank you. Um, just to just to edify, that no, it does please, hurt. Do not. I'm okay. I've got. The well, no, I it, I don't <laughs> trust that you wouldn't let it fall to the floor no. and, and crack. Can I tell you real quick as a side note? Like it upsets me whenever I see a cell phone with a cracked screen. Mm-hmm. I've never had a cracked screen in my life. I have never had a cracked screen in my life. Hey, high five! But that's because I I I invest. In both the phone protector, the, the phone protector and the screen protector. So I don't protect. I I I don't protect the screen, but I do protect the phone. Like this is a shock absorbing. But you do have a good case. case. Yes. Like to me, I'm like I want the case and I want the screen protector. Just I in also case. am not so flippant with my fucking phone. That I just drop it sometimes. Every you know time what I, mean? I drop, if I drop my phone, I feel like I'm dropping money. Yes. That's what it is. Like, at no point am I, like, look, I know that accidents happen. Mm-hmm. I know that sometimes you can't. It's sometimes it slips. Yeah, but I think that we were a part of the first wave mm-hmm. that, um, the first wave of technology when it comes to cell phone. Like, we, we were around when, like, the first smartphones were. Mm-hmm. I had a dash. Were for- <laughs> it was terrible. It was the worst phone in the world. I had a uh, um, had a my first smartphone was a PC phone. Oh Jesus! Yeah, and it was actually a hand me down from my sister. Mine was a hand me down too. We did not delete. <laughs> we can move on from the horrifying, traumatizing images that you might everybody, have seen. everybody, like everybody had photos on their phone. Yes, we did. And it made me realize never to let anyone hold my phone. Don't. You know why? Because whenever I would hold somebody's phone, the first thing I would do is go into their phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, uh, okay. And then we be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so to just get on track. I, yeah. Okay, my bad. Back on track. Back on track. Don't back, throw back to things to on stage. Uh, you could throw a rose, a teddy bear. Something like that. Like, because that's something that people would expect. Roses, teddy bears. What at the fucking amphitheater? And people throw those things. Grease. And I, like, roses and teddy bears, yes. Nobody needs to be thrown at a phone. That's hard. That's annoying. Yeah. Like, imagine me throwing a book on stage at somebody. That would be fucking ridiculous. You would totally I would a not. at Daniel no. Radcliffe. I wouldn't, because that's going to be a go waste to, of a book. Go to Equus and... <laughs> Like sign my Harry Potter. No, I would not do that because it's a waste of a book. I want you to gobble my fire. Oh my god. Anyway. Oh, like you wouldn't take his half blood prince. I would take his half blood prince. Fine. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Wait, hold on. Actually, I should have said you would take his philosopher's stone. 
<laughs> yes. That would make That's... you the Deathly Hollow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. We are moving on. To, we have some very sad news. Oh, my God. Why would the sad news be? This is sad. Next. Oh, yes, of course. I'm Actually, sorry let's... to all my Bronx people out there. But Jesus and Miro, the comedy duo that we loved, yes. has announced they are shutting down. It's over. It's done. It's canceled, blocked, deleted. And everybody was like, what's going on? What happened? And recently... In honor of I'm playing their song. Okay, so, good. Yeah. So it came out that apparently um, Showtime <clears throat> had an issue with Jesus and Miro's like, longtime manager. They said he was rude, obnoxious, mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for this upcoming season, they wanted to, like, Move things around so that he was not involved. Their manager, long-term manager's name was Victor Lopez. Yes. Um, and so apparently, Jesus agreed that they should take a separation if, if Victor was being an asshole. And Miro said no. And that he wanted to be loyal to Victor Lopez. Now, I... Have I, I'm very interested in this because I think this is something that happens with men a lot more than it happens with women. Because I'm not going, I'm a super loyal person. But if someone who I'm being loyal to is also doing harm, yeah, I'm not going to be loyal to them. But I recognize that sometimes with men. Uh, they have like kind of levels of of what type of loyalty they can like like how far their loyalty will reach yes. when someone's being problematic. Yeah, and so they will be like, "Oh no, it's fine. We need to stay. I'm gonna stick beside them, even if they're doing things that are objectively terrible." Right. I have gone on record by saying that if at any point I am canceled, I've told all of my friends to disavow me. For their own sake. Like, I don't want to drag nobody else down. Not to say that, like, I do shit that's problematic or anything like that. No. But, like, I don't, I, it would, it would kill me more than the idea of whatever the problematic thing is. I don't know if that says anything about me, but it would kill me to think that anybody by association of me would be harmed in any way but like i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to like w- like my friends and family to have their lives ruined just because of some shit that i did but that's because you're a good person so i i straight up told all of my friends like look man if something happens like y'all are free to cut me off y'all are free to be like i don't know him just do <laughs> do like news article. Don't like a uh, like a uh, newspaper uh news stories. Just be, don't don't say that like oh he was so nice and quiet or some shit like that because that's a lie. And uh, <laughs> pull Mariah Carey. Yeah, just I just I, I don't know him. Like I don't associate with that person. I don't know who Maurice Licorice. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know him. He's uh sixty five years old and still fucking in Baltimore. That's the Maurice that I know. Uh, I you don't know, know any other Maurice. I, if you, like, well, I can't imagine you doing anything actually, like, crazy problematic. But I would only pretend to not know you. Oh, don't. 
I would only pretend. Oh. You would still be invited to like Thanksgiving and stuff. I'd still be around your family? Yeah. Oh. Because the thing is, this is the thing. <clears throat> I think when people are problematic, that we need to call them in. And now I'm not talking about child rapists and murderers. Yeah, we're not talking about we're not talking about that. We're not talking but about like pedophiles or anything that harms fucking children. But it's like sometimes people are assholes. They don't even realize they're being assholes. And I think that you cannot just remove people from society and act like that's like a normal thing. It's not. So I would not, even if I'm like, okay, like we're going to pretend for like, and I mean, y'all are hearing this now. So just know if I ever go on on record saying like, oh, I disavow Maurice Ligerish, whatever. I'm lying because I'm not going to disavow you. No. Unless you would have to do something like, like categorically terrible for me to be like, oh no, I don't know. I like for me to actually do that. Okay. But on, but to the world to make sure I can like have this. If you do something problematic, so I can have this podcast and just be like, all right, fine, yeah, I hate him, but go eh. go our separate ways and no, you'll still like be working on the production part, and I'll just send you the money. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Why would? You Thank you so much for still not? employing me. Yes. I feel like that works. You still be knows. getting money. Okay. You love money. Nom, 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 nom. I do love money. <laughs> I do love money. I do. And then I, after like a, a certain amount of time, when you have, it's, time has passed, you've apologized, yeah. now people will accept you Pull again. Pull on sorry. And yeah. just like, come back. <laughs> and you'll come back. Like, very low key. I will, yes. like, I, like. Little by little. Little by little. Like, I will, okay. This is hot take. Uh-huh. I think, as far as canceled people are concerned, Aziz Ansari has been doing it the right way. Yeah, I think he, because to me, you know what, it's like when someone does something, Mm -hmm. because of the nature of our society, Right. I believe there are so many things that even us within our own particular communities don't understand how bad certain things are. Because I could say, as someone who grew up in the 90s and the aughts, the early aughts, that a lot of things about consent were askewed. And I could tell you honestly, my best friend and I, the way we thought about like sexual assault and abuse when it came to girls, when we were in high school, we did not see it in that same way of guys. And I'm content warning, I'm gonna say the R word. We had a rape list of guys. And I'm and I know doesn't that it sound you're like, what that sounds crazy, terrible. If a guy were to say the same thing, <coughs> it would be like, oh, they were like a super creep. Whereas we were just thinking like, these were guys that we wanted to have sex with. But we would make the joke that like, oh, we we would make the joke about raping them. Oh. 
Gotcha. Okay. Whereas, like, guys would never make that joke. Well, I don't know. I don't know men, but I I feel like because in the in the sense of things, you are not as a woman. Like, it's always like, oh, men want to have sex all the time. Like, that's just them, right? It wasn't until I got to college when I remember freshman year, I was t- I took part. There was something at Drew Hall about consent across the board. And so I participated in a skit where it was these girls who were taking advantage of a guy. And when they were telling us about it, I was like, we were all of us were laughing. Like, you know, what do you mean taking advantage of a guy? Like, that's not a thing. But it wasn't until someone ever said that to us that I ever thought about it that way. Because, of course, I knew what it was for women to be with men and, like, feel unsafe, etc. But I had never heard of a man feeling unsafe with a woman. Yeah. And so, and just knowing how the people around me, both my age and older, talked about consent in heterosexual relationships, things were very gray and weird. So I think that if somebody gets called out for behavior... And this is, of course, not like some sort of chronic, creepy thing. And they take ownership of their behavior and then take the act, take whatever steps are necessary to correct that behavior. That's very different than someone like a Harvey Weinstein or a Bill Cosby who can't even admit that something they did caused harm. Because whether or not, like, when you, when I say, you know, so-and-so was a man of his time, I can understand that there are times in this world where the ideas of consent and, like, what it meant to be in a romantic or sexual relationship in a heterosexual concept were very skewed and wrong. But the difference is when someone is brought to task about how they were behaving if they are actually willing to be different versus going on with what the, whatever that status quo was when they were growing up because they don't want to have to take accountability to their, of their actions. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And I just think the, yes, he took accountability I think his slow burn approach to, you know, like, uh, did you see his uh, special? The one that he did, that did like, that small little Brooklyn yeah. place? Yeah. I think okay. we watched that together. Yeah, he did that <coughs> one, and then he, last year, did, like, a short one at the Comedy Cellar. Mm-hmm. And then he was working on that film, but there was some weirdness that happened with, um, oh, what's his name? I forgot. Uh, Bill, no, it was Bill, I think it might have been Bill it Murray. It was Bill Murray. Ugh. That was that was sad because that was a, but either way, he's slow burning it, and I and honestly, like I don't think his burn would be as slow if he was a white man. If I could just like that's what I've been yeah. thinking for quite yeah. some time. I've been yeah. thinking about how he, oh, like 
he openly said that I didn't, you know, he apologized for what happened mm-hmm. and had, and then began trying to take the steps to like learn more or whatever. And it's like kind of, he disappeared, but we see people who have done way more. Yeah. Like, I mean, Louis C.K. had a fucking special. He, they just year. gave him a fucking Grammy or Oscar or whatever. For Not the, an Oscar, a Grammy. A Grammy for the um Grammy. the best comedic album. And so it's like we see, and and it's not even that. I think that black black or brown or yellow men should not be held accountable, or black or brown yellow people should not be held accountable. But it's just when you notice, like when we make mistakes, even when they're not as egregious as someone else. Yeah, he won. He won a Grammy this year. Yeah, for his uh, album "Sorry." Yes. Uh, what? Oh, what's his name? The episode of um, John Oliver. I was just watching mention that. Oh. About like how like something terrible to say, <laughs> because of like how terrible his allegations and not even allegations, the proven yes. facts that happened. But we see that he's, he's getting fucking Grammys and people still wanting to book him for shows. Mm-hmm. But Aziz Ansari, who actually like has apologized and tried to make from at least, and now we're talking about an outsider's view. Yeah. Has yes. at least on the outside of what we're seeing has tried to make amends in, in the best way possible. Yeah. He's not getting that same treatment. We're not seeing him producing or or acting or even voice acting. He, in, he has a credit in, Bob, in the Bob's Burger movie with one line, yeah. which we listened to. We watched the movie. Yeah. And I swear that's not him. It sounds a little bit off. It sounds off, and it doesn't sound like him at all. So it's and like, this is coming from someone who just watched all of Bob's Burger series, and he was in all of those early episodes, and then at a certain point, he's just not in them anymore. I mean, that's uh, just how white supremacy works, though. It doesn't matter if... But he still gets the credit? He's in the cre- He's in the fucking credits I mean, of the movie. I guess maybe that means he'll get some royalties. If he's in the credit, he can get the royalties. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Either either way, uh But the, whew, we got far away Super from what we were talking Sorry. about. All right. Uh, but these and Marrow, Victor. Yes. Um It's tough to see. You know? Like it's tough to see a great franchise, a great friendship, hilarious, a friendship. You know what? That's the thing. It's the friendship. It's, it's the, the bond. friendship. That it's the connection between me. these two people who you really could see loved each other. Yeah. And because of someone else's bad behavior, it's caused a schism. And I can't say that either one of them is wrong or right mm-hmm. because it's like maybe one of them sees the behavior as not too bad and the other one's like nah they're wildin like we can't just say no big deal but i think that's why i was asking you about like loyalty with men mm-hmm. because i feel like sometimes there's this like oh we have to be loyal and it's at a detriment to your well-being well i think you know me enough to know that i'm loyal to no man <laughs> Thank you.
like historically speaking of the people that I talk about in my friends and friends circle, how often do I defend the men? That's true. That is true. That is true. In fact, I often say things like fuck boy and <laughs> trash. Yeah. And fuck that guy, you know? Yeah, you do. You do. I, um, uh, but I hate to see it, you know? The, the brand was strong. It's no longer strong, which just tells me. I hope they me, go to couples counseling. You know what this tells me? And what? you know what? As soon as I saw that, what I thought about. What? There's a, there's a vacuum. <laughs> for two more friends <laughs> who do a podcast together uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. to swoop in, uh-huh, uh-huh. become the new brand is strong. Because <laughs> okay. isn't the read on hiatus right now? No. It's Kid not. Fury's been having a difficult time. Have you not listened to that last episode? I did not listen to that last okay, episode. Okay, no. It was first of all, I was tearing up listening to that because Kid Fury was just talking about his um he was having just hard times mental health lives. Yeah. And just like, you know, his what I was assuming from what he said, his suicidal ideations mm-hmm. and how it just was even though things look like on the outside that they were going really well, that just with everything going on, it's just been really tough for him. So Yeah. That isn't we can't use that can't be used as a Fine. I won't use that as a example. What I will say is as far as the market is concerned, two friends in New York who do a podcast, the throne is there for the taking. Okay. And there needs to be a throne. Why can't we just all have our piece of the pie? We can't have all of our piece of the pie. We have no pie (laughs) night now. There's no pie. We're in my living room where fucking ants and roaches come in every now and then. I live in a basement that, you know, it's close to the fucking trash and has nothing to do with the cleanliness of my apartment. Sometimes just roaches just come in. It has nothing to do with the cleanliness. There is a fucking vacancy available for two entertaining ass black people who are friends in New York speaking truth to fucking power. Okay. I'm sorry if I also have a capitalistic <laughs> blood in my body and love money. I love money. This is a known fact and a known factor. I'm I love these and Maris. I the uh, Maris. I love Jesus and Mero. I listened to them for years. They were dope as fuck. They were funny as fuck, and I I I I rooted for them. But they are gone now. The old gods are dead. <laughs> all right? So all you can do now is step up, fill those fucking shoes. Uh-huh. And and learn for those from learn from mistakes. those mistakes. Yeah. All right. Um well, I still yes, I agree with you. Be my marrow. I'm always Be my marrow. I will be. Cuz I will be Jesus. I will be the the one who technically looks a little bit better on the side of history. 
Wait. Because Jesus was the one who was like, nah, like, Victor, you shouldn't be bullying people. And Mary was like, yeah, we should side with Victor because he's our homie. I don't want to be on the bad side of history. I didn't say it was the bad side of history. I just said it was on the different side of history. You don't want to be my Mara? <laughs> I mean, Mary, I thought that Mara, no, no. Mara was the one. I do want to be the Mara because Mara was the one. You're the that, one who was loyal. You just said you would uh, hang out with, with me if I was king. Oh. So you're Mara. There you go. You're Mara. And I'm Jesus. It's okay. I'm also Caribbean. He's Jamaican. So, like, it makes sense. And he, it, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm bald. He's bald. <laughs> They're both bald. They're, well, but one wears more hats than the other. <sighs> I will. One, one is just yeah. It's all good. I will. You're wearing a yellow shirt. What? <laughs> I don't know. I I take the light skin one because of the yellow shirt. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of colorism, <laughs> do you want to go with the Kiki Palmer? No, no, that's for that would be a good segue. Well, no, this is for the Sesame Street. Uh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, okay. So, um, you have you seen those videos of the Sesame Street character Rosita, uh, put put doing the Heisman? On these kids at the Sesame Place Park? Absolutely not. Like, I, I, so, okay. This is a confusing story. Okay. I've seen two videos. Okay. One was this video of some black kids waving to a Sesame Street character. Uh-huh. And... <clears throat> I guess the um, the Sesame Street character not waving back or or not. Okay, so basically, whatever. what happened? I also saw one where like a Sesame Street character was like kind of aggressively like like punching dancing. their belly into the little girl. Yes. Or yeah, yes. I, I saw knocking her down. Yes. <laughs> yes, I saw that one. So basically, this is what happened. <laughs> That's not funny, but it's a Sesame Place in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. There, the video that went viral was. These two little black girls who are at, in the crowd as the parade is going by, they're waving, 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 and the character Rosita like waves at these other kids and like blokes kisses and da da da, and then when it gets to them, like gives them like a shake where it's like no no, um like we're getting hugs and then hugs a little white child next to them. Mm-hmm. So then after that happened, you see a there's this flood of on social media. Of times where people were at Sesame Place and the Sesame Street characters were kind of ignoring the um, black children. And I even saw one where one of the characters, I and I, I don't remember what he, which one he was, because it was like one of the newer characters, not the ones we grew up with. Um, but he like smacked this black girl in her face. And I was like, I... What's happening here? Like, and I think that if I was, if you're at one of these parks, you're not th- necessarily thinking of it in that time. You're just like, oh, okay, they're walking, the people are walking past you and waving, and maybe they can't hug right now, but no big deal. But the way that people started being like, damn, like, I have these videos too, 
And now it's showing that this is a kind of common thing. Um, and the Sesame Place, both the one here, they have the one in Los Angeles. They've been trying to save face and, and pull out these different statements. But then, of course, on, on this side, on the family side, you have the attorneys like Ben Crump. Yeah. Who are um, trying to... They're, like, trying, I guess, now see if they're going to sue and what type they're talking about. The the children are having different uh, traumas from being at the place and being ignored. Um, And it's just another example of, like, how stupid white supremacy is. Yes, it is. Um... Because, and, and honestly, I think that if people would think of this as just an economy issue, because if they were to, they sue Sesame Place, and Sesame Place now has to pay them however much, even if it's just like a measly million dollars. That's a million dollars you could have been doing with something else. But because you were not, you are hiring people who you know are consistently being like racist to babies. Which is like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like a baby. How do you be racist to a child? They're just sitting up there, like, looking at you all cute and, like, waving. And it's not... (laughs) This is not to say that if I saw a child... I had a dark thought, and... What did you think? No, I had a dark thought. You've seen those, uh, those, um, commercials for, uh... Oh shit! What is it called? What is it called? Uh, the 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 mindfulness app. Yes. And uh, you know they often mention that like it's okay to have a dark thought yes. every now and then, yes. just as long as you don't act on it and anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I just had a dark thought of just like you were like, how could you be racist to a baby? And I thought, well, if you went up to a baby and you just said the worst fucking thing but in like a cutesy way so that like they don't register it because it's just like they go off of the frequency of your voice. Cause it's just like, it's just like with, uh, it's just like with like animals, you know, like it's just like not animals, dogs, you know, like it's, you could just be like, I love you. I love you. Like, and they <laughs> will be terrified of yes. that. But if you're just like, Oh, who's a dumb motherfucker? Who's a dumb motherfucker? <laughs> Like they will then experience that they'll still experience that difference. So all I was just, like, just a <laughs> this is fucked up. But I thought like if you just <laughs> went up to a baby instead of saying coochie 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 coo, you were just like oh. <laughs> I just uh, I mean sometimes you never know they might be doing that. But either way. But that is a way that you could be racist to a baby. Um, these um, children, I people have been sharing these videos far and wide on social media. Yes. And I hope that these kids get whatever amount of money they can get to start up whatever college funds or whatever after they turn 18 funds. Because for you to, like, as much as it was like, okay, when I first saw one video, I was like, all right. Maybe it's just they couldn't see or, or couldn't, you know, bend down at that moment. But once I started seeing all the rest of the videos, it's like, 
So you guys are really hiring people who literally are, are hating on babies, you know, and to think about like a kid, you know, when you, I don't know about you, but when I, we would go to like the Macy's Day Parade or like if we went to like Six Flags or whatever, we would go to whatever those different little parades they would have. And if I, when I was a little kid, if one of those little characters, like if I was waving at them and I didn't get a little high five or whatever, it wouldn't have like been the worst thing in the world. But I would have been like a little bit like sad and knowing that usually they're just walking past you. So usually they'll just wave and whatever. And like also how excited I was when they would see it, see me and like look at me and wave and whatever. Like that was such a like moment. So to think that someone would be doing that, like would not do that to a kid on purpose. It's just like kind of feels so evil. Like, it's just so mean and ornery for no reason to, like, a baby, you know? It actually makes the most sense that motherfuckers would dress up in a hot-ass costume <laughs> and be standing on their feet all day having to act like uh, a fictional character and, like, being mean or oblivious to black people <laughs> in this country because it's america like that actually makes a lot of sense to me yeah that makes a lot of sense well i'm not saying it's right it's not right what right i'm now. saying is that it it's n this is the least surprising story i've ever heard but you want to know what the thing is that, that really kind of yanks my chain is that sesame street was created for black children in, what is this? What is this music? What is going on? It's Earthworm Jim. No, there's growling right now. <laughs> like, what is happening? This is it's Earthworm Jim. Do another. I'm doing a top 100 songs from the Super Nintendo. Well, you know what? You need to Nintendo into something that's not growling in my ear. That was horrible. I don't care. You should have did, did a little bit better. There's you're just you're just mad terrible. because there's like onomatopoeias on this song. Shut up. <laughs> 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 All right, fine. I'll, I'll put something else on. Thank you very much. All right, here we go. Um, but yes, okay, that was terrible. That was that we um, first of all, little girls, because those that little those little babies' faces. All I know is with my baby. When I take my little babies to freaking wherever Six Flags or whatever the case may be, if one of these damn people didn't look at them, right, I feel what I, I would don't know if I would be able to control myself. Like, I feel like I would feel so hot if I looked at my one of my little babies and they they were looking sad because this damn character didn't want to just say just wave. So I'm. Uh, I hope that they, they, those little girls and children, who were antagonized by these people, get agreed. They're just do. Um. Okay. So this is I don't know karma esque. There's this pastor in Brooklyn that um has was got that allegedly was robbed. Mm-hmm on live stream during his preaching. Uh, initially, he said he lost 400000 but it was up 
uh, was upgraded to $1 million that was taken from him and his wife. Um, and when you watch the video, he's like, in the middle of the sermon, he's like, all right, all right, all right, and, and then gets down, da 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 and they take their money. Um, he's also offering a $50,000 reward for the people who allegedly did the crime. Um, I want to say that I think this guy is a Joanne the Scammer. <laughs> because when I looked up, his church is in Canarsie. And when I looked up the church, the area it's in is not in a very affluent area. So to me, if you are a pastor, and this is not whatever your religion is, there's no way that you should be standing in front of a congregation of people who are tithing to you and giving offerings to you, who may are living basically check to check. When you're walking around with $400,000, a million dollars on your your partner's body. That doesn't seem to be the message at all of what I remember learning in the Gospels. So mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that he did that for some sort of uh, insurance scam. <sighs> I do. And then I showed you that video of what he was talking about. Yeah. When he was calling people faggots and things. Yeah. I, uh, well, boy, we let Sam on here one time and that word just flows. Well, you can bleep it out. Like a river. I won't, though. He said. You know I won't. I don't edit this that way. Anyhow, uh. (laughs) No, um, so I. I'm I'm inclined to believe you that I think this was some kind of scam. Like I I I, I as we are speaking, I am watching the video <laughs> of him getting robbed. And first off, any pastor who is over here. I hate its glasses. Like <laughs> I know I have I like... know I have glasses that are like match my colors of what I'm wearing and everything like that. But like I refuse to believe that like anybody is actively trying to rob the church at gunpoint. Yeah. You know? I mean, the thing is... Like, it's all weirdly, like, coincidental. It reminded me of that movie with Ice Cube, and I forgot who he was with, but he was robbing the church. It might have been Anthony Anderson. I don't remember who his co-star was in that movie. Wait, uh, wait, I know what you're talking about. It's like Good Friday or something like that. Yes. Uh, where Cat Williams is the, is like the reverend, and Tracy Morgan is in it. Yes, maybe it was him and Tr- First Sunday. First yes. Sunday. I was close. And it was... Um, I said Good Friday. You did. It was with uh, Ice Cube and Tracy Morgan were um, robbing the church. And it was very much giving me scams and schemes. Yeah. Um, I don't believe... I Like, it's either he was... He plotted this out with people on the block to say he was going to give them a portion of the insurance money, or the people on the block got tired of him stealing money 
from their grannies and their mothers and not putting anything back in the community. And they said, you know what, we're going to take the money. Because well, you're not, what are you doing with you it? Need more people. Like, um. Do you need me to play it again? Play it again. Damn it. See, this is what happens when you don't respond quick enough. We don't believe you. You need more people. There we go. <laughs> but I feel like it's just like the fact that she would be showing off so much money and affluence in a community that you know has people that are struggling to me is just so anti what any spiritual practice believes in regardless if it's Christianity or not like for you to just be leaving the people in your community hanging and you're walking around with fucking $400,000 million dollar chains and necklaces and things like that no I'm sorry I'm gonna go on record and say nobody robs a church sorry that's just <laughs> that's just not something that anybody does even if you're the most nihilistic motherfucker in the world, you don't rob a church. So that's why I think this is a scam somehow. Oh, you just so happen to be live <laughs> fucking tweeting this shit. And all of a sudden, like, somebody comes in and robs you. No, that was a setup of some kind. Like, like because, like, at, at, there ain't not a black person in the world who would rob a church. <laughs> I didn't say... There isn't a black person who wouldn't steal from a church. I said there isn't Robbed. a person who would rob one. Okay? Like gunpoint masks, everything like that. Like, I I have definitely looked at the collection plate in my past and, and wondered, like, what if I just took that 20 that was in there? You know? <laughs> like, that's, that's stealing from the church, right? That is stealing. Yeah. No one is robbing a church. Churches are not known <laughs> as like hotbeds for finance, you know, what I, or like quick cash. They don't have safes and but shit like that. You know, know what I mean? Pastors wearing four hundred to million dollar worth of jewelry. That I guess it would be more of a understanding of why you would stick the place up. But I still just think it was a lie. I think he just did it so that he can write it off his insurance. And just moving on from this Creflo Dollar-esque man and another scammer online. Um, have you heard about this pink sauce that has been... Oh, do you know internet? for a fact I haven't heard about this <laughs> fucking pink sauce? What is this? So this girl on TikTok, her name is Chef P or Pie. It's like P I I. If it's if it's if is it Peppa? No, Pie, like Chef Pie, P I I. But it's like that's, that could be Chef P or it could just be Chef Pie. I don't know how she's doing it, but she's selling Chef something. Chef She's selling something called pink sauce, which it looks like from the videos I've seen, like it looks like a mixture of if you did ranch and probably sriracha together. And um, made like a like a little creamy crema sauce. Um, she says the ingredients that make it pink are the dragon fruit, and then it has like sunflower oil, vinegar, garlic, milk, raw honey, salt, dried chili, citric acid, and lemon juice. Right. Um, but people who have been getting it have been talking about how it's not really tasting like what they're saying. 
she says it is, and some people said it tastes like ranch, um, and some people were talking about how they were getting feeling a little sick, and I think I sent you a link that was her responding to critiques about her um, having consulted with the FDA or her product being FDA approved. Um, so just just press play on that. Approved? What do you mean FDA approved? I don't sell medical products. The pink sauce is not a medical product. The pink sauce don't contribute to your health. I never said that. Did I? Approved? Um, what do you mean? So I just want to let everybody know. The FDA stands for the United States Food and Drug Administration. So if it's something you're selling for people to eat, or if you're selling something as a medicinal purpose, the FDA could possibly ask you for some sort of, you know, certificates or, you know, going under certain scrutiny. That's why you can get, like, herbs if you go to like a botanica and you're buying some sort of teas that are going to help you for a headache or something like that or menstrual cramps it's going to say it's not fda approved that doesn't mean you might not buy it but it's still it's still not fda approved so it doesn't have to be a pharmaceutical just so we're all clear on that point um i think that this woman um should definitely take some maybe food handling and food, I don't know, labeling classes with, that the FDA does provide because I'm looking at it. They do help you with those things. And so that way you would just be able to know that you're giving your clients the best food possible because I can't say how she's sending it to people, but if people are complaining about having stomach aches, and it tasting sour or off, that could be um, detrimental to your business. Right. I don't know what else to say. Like, maybe don't buy condiments on TikTok. Don't buy condiments on fucking TikTok. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about sauce. <laughs> I feel like Allen Iverson when he was like, like, uh, like we're talking about practice. Like we're talking about practice. We're talking about sauce. What are we doing? Pink sauce is not. A, oh, FDA. This is not a federal. If you don't. Okay. All right. So. Listen, I can tell. She's very pretty. Yes. And she came up with some sort of thing. <laughs> and then she went on TikTok to try to get traction on that. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> and then she got criticism. And she did do her research as to what that criticism was. And she tried to be smart, but... Made it look dumb. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> but we're talking about sauce. 
like <laughs> I so a little bit of backstory. <laughs> when you pitched this in the pre-production meeting, I thought you this was like the same as Pink Slime. Remember, like a few back back in college, yeah, when Pink Slime came out, it was like, oh, like fucking McDonald's burgers are made out of Pink Slime. And yeah. it was, it and it and it didn't stop anybody from going to any fast food restaurant ever. <laughs> Like when everyone turned out that the meat was just this pink bullshit <laughs> that wasn't meat at all. It was just congealed nonsense that was just like put through some sort of machine so that it it, it, it can be frozen for millions of years and then fucking put on a, a oven like for five minutes and then put on a bun and then given to you and then it turns into a a stone like it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't gain i have chili in the refrigerator that has mold on it why do you still have it in the fridge no fast food meat gains mold (laughs) because it's made out of pink slime i thought that that's what we were going to talk about this was the condiment this woman is selling that people have been now complaining about because they are purchasing it and it has a weird taste or it's a weird consistency and not at all what she is. Well, you get what you pay for. And when hey, you get it's from in TikTok. Yeah, exactly. If you get some instructions from TikTok to make uh, a I sauce. Mean, no, she's sending them bottles of sauce. It's like the good burger sauce, but just not good. First off, no, it is not like the good. How dare you? <laughs> Don't disrespect the good burger sauce like that. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. I still to this day want some of that good burger sauce. I would, I would smash a burger with good burger. First, I would use it as lube. All right. Moving on. And then smash with that sauce. Anyhow, continue. Now I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to segue into. You figure that out while I continue to play. This is the video game episode. Um. Okay. It's going to be very misleading as a title. Speaking uh, of just uh, black women trying to make it out here in this world, Kiki Palmer was has been trending recently uh, because people... This, Twitter user Melinda E said, I'd like someone to do a deep dive on the similarities and differences between Kiki Palmer and Zendaya's career. This may be one of the clearest examples of how colorism plays out in Hollywood. They were both child stars, but their mainstream popularity is very different. Kiki Palmer responded, not specifically to them, but she just tweeted out, a great example of colorism is to believe I can be compared to anyone. I'm the youngest talk show host ever, the first black woman to star in her own show on Nickelodeon, and the youngest and first black Cinderella on Broadway. I'm an incomparable talent. Baby, this is Kiki Palmer. And I feel like I'm of two minds. One, Kiki Palmer is amazing. She's 100% a big star. Yeah, like she's, she's Victoria an A-lister. Jackson. Exactly. She has done amazing things in her career. We love her. Wait, is she Victoria Jackson? No. Uh, I can't. Who, who am I thinking of? You're 
almost right, but I can't remember the name of the show. It was called Veep. It was like VP. It was VP. It wasn't Veep. It was Veep. It's a whole different thing. It was VP, like. But I, Victoria I, Peterson or something like that. Okay. Anyway, but I think that I understand what people might say. Why doesn't she and she and Zendaya do not get? It literally it looks like they're not getting the same kind of roles because Kiki Palmer and Zendaya to me are both great actresses. I love watching them shine. Mm. I love seeing them on red carpets. But I see Zendaya on a lot more red carpets that I think that Zendaya that um, Key Palmer should also be on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't know if it's the designers not giving Kiki the certain um, outfits, but sometimes it seems like she's not being given the same resources as as Zendaya. So I can understand why people would say I think that she has more like black famous. And mainstream famous to a certain point, but Zendaya has a, d- a different type of mainstream famous. Um, even though we know that she, that Kiki Palmer is an amazing actress, singer, dancer, all these things, everybody doesn't seem to know her in the way that they should know her the same way that they know Zendaya. So I think it's a, a mixture of Kiki Palmer's correct, True Jackson VP. True Jackson VP, yes. Okay, thank you very much. She She's done so many things. She's black famous. She's black famous, but I also think she is... She's Aquila in the B. Like, to me, I think about that, but I feel like also how many... Maybe how many white people were actually going to see that movie. Whereas, like, a lot of black people went to see that movie. She's black famous to us, but when it's like... Is she getting the same household recognition? No, she's not. Like she should be getting. And I want to say I don't think she is. Like, like we. All right, all right. Uh, A comparable thing, a comparable example. We saw it takes two in theaters, Uh and we know Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yes. Right. We saw Akeel and the Bee, and we know Kiki Palmer. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 My point is that one of those two things was like, I think I forgot my point. Was it that everyone went to go see It Takes Two versus only Black No, everybody went to go. No, no. I think that everybody went to go see Akilah and the Bee, but I think that, that, like it didn't it didn't it become like a child that both of them are like more than 10 years removed yeah from where we are now yeah but like only one of them is like fondly looked at and the yeah. other one is like how like i don't even see akil and the bee like just on, like, I've seen Matilda so many times just on reruns and shit like yeah. that. I don't even remember Aquila and the Bee. We could do an Aquila and the Bee Broadway show, the way Matilda has one. Aquila and the Bee. They could do one. But, no, I think that just our, the, the things that are are ours, are ours, mm-hmm. don't always, and the people don't always get the recognition that they should get. 
Um, no, I agree with you in, in that regard. But I think that Kiki Palmer, that no one can forget that she is like a phenomenal actress and deserves her flowers. I mean, she just did a photo shoot for British Vogue. She's in Nope, which has been like, go. everyone's been going crazy about this movie and how good it is. So it's like, nobody can say she doesn't have a career. Like, you, if you're saying who's Kiki Palmer at this point, I feel like that's, you, you're not staying current on what's happening in Hollywood. Um, but I do want her to get the same uh, experiences and and roles that Zendaya gets that are like big budget, huge films because they both both of them deserve it. They're both amazing because one of them, like Kiki Palmer, was a Nick kid and Zendaya was a Disney kid, and I don't know if that maybe that changes the trajectory because when you're in Disney, like the possibility that you're going to be seen by these bigger. Well, Ariana Grande was a Nick kid. Yeah, that's true. Nick Cannon and uh, yeah, Keenan Thompson were Nick kids. Well, but Keenan's lucked out to get on SNL. Mm-hmm. Keenan lucked out, or, uh, Nick Cannon lucked out to be able to do certain movies and then mm-hmm. doing the talk shows. But I think that overall, Disney kids make make it big more than Nickelodeon kids. You don't think so? Or have uh, access to bigger properties. Because if you're a Disney kid, you can have access to to Marvel. I guess, yeah, that's that's true. Because, like, Disney has, like, a whole, a whole, like, enterprise behind them. Whereas Nickelodeon is just, like, yeah. No, I see see your point. See that? Like, so it's, like, I think that could also play a part of it. Like, but either way. What's Lori Beth Dinsburg doing? She should be doing so many more things. What's uh, Cal Mitchell doing? He should be doing so many more things. He, he was the voice. He was the voice of not Clifford, but he was on the show Clifford. Yes, he, he was. was the voice of that other dog. But we, I'm like, I want to see more of them in roles. Like, Aww. even if they weren't doing, like, they could. So many of these Nick, uh, Nick, Nick stars could be doing voiceover work, and just like still having a career outside of their childhood. Ooh, I was gonna, I was gonna give an example, but then I realized he's problematic. I was gonna be like, "Oh, wait a minute, what about Drake Bell?" But oh, no, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Even oh God, it's so sad. But you know what? This kind of ties into the the Ricky Martin story. I think that it's unfortunate that so many. The reason why it was so easy for me to believe that Ricky Martin could have possibly been doing something gross and weird with his nephew is that we know how troubled majority of these child actors lives are and the amount of abuse they go through even if it never really actually comes out and so it's like abuse people also sometimes end up abusing people so the I hearing that it's like okay and then it starts to get me thinking with these other stars, what were they unfortunately going through that could have caused them to now be act, or even if they wasn't happening to them directly, but them seeing what's going on and that like secondhand trauma, how that's impacted them and made them into these kind of heartless monsters. It's like a vicious cycle. 
Yeah, Hollywood's no good when it comes to kids. I think that it's like, as much as like as a little kid, I wanted to be. Like, I mean, we just got finished watching the Nathan Fielder show, the rehearsal, where yeah. like he's swapping out babies every four hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, I, I think it's hilarious, and I and I love the show. But I'm off. I'm also thinking, like, what is that family dynamic structure about where they're willing to, like, have their baby, their newborn baby, mm-hmm. any anybody, <laughs> not just the Nathan Fielder show. Any human being who was being like, I want my child to be a star and they are a newborn baby. I want to sign them up to do four hours on a shoot. You know what I mean? Like anytime I see a baby on TV, I'm like, that's a bad parent. (laughs) That's a bad parent. You're paying for what the baby babies are expensive. Babies are expensive. Like, that's the excuse. Babies are expensive. So, it's just like, yeah, put them in a Gerber commercial. Like, I mean, it's just like, but you have to think about what they, those things that they have to go through. But hopefully, maybe those people are thinking, like, if they have a, if they get a really secure, really good gig as, like, a newborn, they won't have to do it at all. And, but, like, even, like, it, that's the problem with baby actors. Babies grow up. Yeah. There's a fight. Like, even if it's television, mm-hmm. like, it, look, if it's a commercial, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And you use that one commercial that you recorded with that one baby over and over and over again, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Television, babies are swapped out left and right. Like, this is us. Like, this is us. And How I still many times did we see. Little baby Randall <laughs> swapped out. And you want to know why it pissed me off? Because you keep going to, sh- you, you're you're not giving us new scenes. You're giving us scenes we've already seen. Child Randall and, and teenage Randall and college Randall and adult Randall were all different. And then at one point, I feel like they got a different baby for for child Randall. Yeah, they did. And it was too much. There wasn't the same consistency of... I didn't of, like it. Of, of, I didn't like it. it yeah, much. it just was... It was but all over the place. They, Like you said, they grow up fast, so it's harder. Like, you have to, like, really make concerted effort to try to get whatever those scenes and things you need with those kids at that time. Um, I don't think I'm going to be going back and watching This Is Us. I might in a few years. I don't think so. That first season or two was such an emotionally charged. No, I, I think... I think Kate has ruined it for me. Oh, Kate. Fuck you, Kate. Her you know who I hate? Like, ass. Kate, like the, the sister in Parenthood. Oh, what was her name? Did you ever watch the show Parenthood? No, I never watched Parenthood. It was good. No, no I'm not saying it um, was just... The siblings, I'm going to tell you. One of the siblings pissed me off so freaking much that if I could think of someone... Who would make it difficult for me to watch it? It would be her, and her name is Ah. It's Erica Christensen's character. Her name is Julia, and she's such a fucking annoying, privileged bitch. 
And I really was pissed off every single time I had to watch her. She's made the worst decisions. But she was like my Kate. And so that would be the only reason I would keep me from watching Parenthood again. Because it's a good show. So is This Is Us. Loving, you're going into all these deep feelings, vulnerability, da 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 Yeah. So, no, This Is Us. It was fine. I'm not going back. Oh, this is too loud. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going back to it ever again. So, Well, I could say it, that's the type of show in 10 years. I can rewatch it. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. So something that I think we're going to be watching several times is da, 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 Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, it's coming out on November 11th, so 11-11, which is a great angel number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's coming out then, and the the trailer alone, I mean, we've watched it several times at this point. Um, and it just, it has a beautiful, like, uh, funeral ceremony scene that we know we're going to get. We get to see um, the character you were really excited about, Namor. Namor the Submariner. Um, and I, I was actually seeing some responses of people who were Latinx, who were just like, "Thank you for including this part into our, like, creating this um, part of our culture into the Black Panther universe." And even during Comic Con, the San Diego Comic Con, the actor who's playing Namor was like, "Without inclusion, this would." possible and it was just like a very emotional like moment of like you know this is what solidarity looks like this is what cross-cultural love looks like and we like when one of us wins we all can win so i am torn on this why i'm excited for the movie I almost felt like there shouldn't be another Black Panther movie. Because Chadwick's gone? Yes. He did such a great job uh-huh. that, one, I wouldn't want him to be recast. Uh, you know, I think I've been seeing... Like, we, we, we recast Terrence Howard for yeah. Don Cheadle. <laughs> Right. I I saw we recast uh, Edward Norton for uh, what's name? Ruffalo. Mark, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. I saw a lot of conversation about being recast. I don't want him to be recast, but I don't necessarily want to see another Black Panther without him. You know what I mean? Well. I think someone made a point that I thought was very, like, spot on. When you talk about recasting, you're not talking about something that's just, like, a simple fix. This is, like, this was a very close-knit cast. So, like, they themselves have to be able to grieve and be able to even write a story and create a story without someone that was so integral to their life because if you think about it like i don't know if you've ever had anybody in your workspace pass away um but even in like a normal like regular day-to-day job 
that's something that's like difficult to move on from. Even if the person didn't die, they just like retired or left or whatever. It's like, well, this person's missing and it's really difficult. I can only imagine what it feels like for this like super close knit cast to lose someone in a way that was so unexpected to them. And I would not imagine that they would be able to just be like, yeah, let me just like create this whole new series with a new person because that's just, it's like, this is now a, a grief and trauma that they have to get through. And why can't Black Panther just be Shuri? Who it, it happens to be. I'm not saying that the- it can't be Shuri. Yes, it's in the fucking comics. I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying that a woman that. can't. I'm just saying, play. In, in general, from what I've just seen, like what the way that so many people have been so. Like, I understand it not wanting to be. I Like, I understand what you're saying about. You don't want to see the movie without Chadwick because he was just the cornerstone of these movies. His portrayal was so good. Yeah. And it's like you don't seeing it without him feels you like You know what it's like? It's like uh, Aladdin. And mm-hmm. it's like Genie. Mm-hmm. And to this day I've never I will not watch the live action Aladdin movie. But I, I think that Because he's so quintessential to the role. You know I what think I mean? that's why for this Black Panther movie, we know that they're going to have that like funeral portion. And I think that from what, even without seeing it, I feel like that part is supposed to give us all a moment to like grieve the loss of the Black Panther who we knew and loved and Chadwick Boseman as the character and the person that we knew and loved and <clears throat> hopefully be able to then like, see a future for the Black Panther franchise and move forward. Sure. But I but I still understand why it's such a difficult thing to conceptualize because it felt like Black Panther was so inter- like who else could be him? Yes. At this point, I would rather have a Blade movie. Well, we are getting Mahershala Ali. Yes. We are getting him. Yes. And they previewed stuff at San Diego Comic-Con with like the posters and stuff like that. So, I mean, we have a lot to look forward to. Yes. And who knows? Maybe we'll get a Mahershala Ali in like a Black Panther movie down the line. Wait, what do you mean? Because if he's in the Marvel Universe... Oh, have can... have him as Blade in Black Panther? Yeah. Well, they're on vampires in Wakanda. But who knows how whatever There's only vampires in 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 New York apparently. Well, <laughs> if they start to make it in the Marvel after... universe apparently. <laughs> Cuz everybody like fucking I All right, we're going we're 2 hours into this. So, I won't take up too much more time, <laughs> but I will say the one thing I love about Marvel is that it's all in New York. I love it. I love that Marvel was like, we're going to make these. Because DC is like Metropolis in Gotham City. No, they're like fucking Captain America and Iron Man. Like Iron Man is an in in the fucking I like Iron Flats district and 
Spider-Man is in Queens and Captain America's from Brooklyn and Doctor Strange is in Lower East Side. Like, I, I he's love going Upper East Side because he's super wealthy. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was about to say <laughs> when I started the sentence with "shh," and then I said <laughs> "yes." <laughs> Everybody in the Marvel Universe is in New York where it's all happening. Except for Miss Marvel, who's in Jersey. (laughs) But even still, everything is in New York. Everything is in New York. And I could walk by certain places and be like, (laughs) Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? Turnover is just like eh, 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 that's that's uh fucking uh big Xavier Institute. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> New York. Gotta love it. Uh-huh. Marvel Universe. Alright. Um but fine. I I I will go see the Black Panther movie. Uh duh. What do you mean? Oh, I mean, I, I'm glad it's gonna be coming out in November. Is it coming November out November 11th? Yes, yes, it's coming out in November. We gotta get our outfits ready. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna wear all black like I did for the first Black no, Panther. No, we're all white because it's a funeral or some like. Well, it's a funeral, so you car. wear all black. No, because we are. Sorry, you're Nigerian. My bad. It has nothing so to do with Nigerians. People in New Orleans wear do. white as well. Things white different. signifying life. There's so many things. Okay, white, okay. or just we can get some Ankara outfits. No, I won't. Odie, I have said this, not on this podcast, but <laughs> in life, I have said I'm only ever going to get an Ankara outfit is if I wanted to fuck while being a hotel, you know? <laughs> You cosplay as one for the No, for the I, evening. I can't accurately do it. One, I'm bi, so <laughs> it just wouldn't read you well. You could be on the DL. I don't like bean pies. So um, many of them are like that. No, I know. They're no, they're down low. Exactly. I'm 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 You just be cosplaying as down low. Like then I'd have to act at uber aggressive and be <laughs> in denial. <laughs> and throat fuck motherfuckers like no like i no like i don't i'm not doing that you know like aggressively like gotta fucking fuck the straightness into me like you know what i mean like that's what they do that's what they do they 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 have they have they have they have they have gay sex and then they act uber aggressive to be like this is not gay sex it feels good you know like that's all it is <laughs> That's their psych psychopathy, or 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 they're doing going the other way, just like I'm, you know what? I, like I'm not doing that. Okay, all right. All I right. can't I can't cosplay that. All right. <laughs> um, well, are we gonna take a break before we jump into? The Absolutely, we're gonna take a break. So we will be right back with more of the Black and Snurdy podcast. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy podcast. Now return to the Black and Snurdy podcast. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules and so do I. 
A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Gotta make you understand. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. We've known each other for so long. Your heart's been aching, but you're too shy to say it. Inside, we both know what's been going on. We know the game, and we're gonna play it. And if you ask me how I'm feeling, don't tell me you're too blind to see. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. I am going to say this now to a specific friend of mine who I speak with once every two weeks. Gladys, you've been saying for the last year now that you're going to listen to this fucking podcast. (laughs) And you haven't. So how about this? How about when you actually listen and get to this part, send me a direct text to say I heard the fucking podcast. Because otherwise, this will just mean that I just talk some shit and you never fucking heard it. I know you're fucking busy. We're all fucking busy. But podcasts are a very passive fucking activity, okay? There's no way that you can't just put this bullshit on in the background and listen to it half-heartedly while you're washing the goddamn dishes, while you're ironing your clothes, or whatever the fuck you do, okay? So, this is my direct challenge to you, okay? The gauntlet has been laid. So anytime after this, you say, oh, I got to listen to your podcast. Like, I'm going to know you haven't listened to shit. Okay? This is a trap. All right? Odie, did your, do your family and friends listen to this podcast? I mean, they say that no, they do. No, they don't. I don't believe them. Exactly. Where's the support, people? You know when they we're say about to, we're about to turn this shit into some spicy ass nonsense. <laughs> Maybe then y'all will listen. I like spicy ass nonsense. Yeah, but be too inside baseball. <laughs> you know, if I if I just start being like, oh, my podcast is gonna be me dishing about my family and their secrets. It's gonna be like, <laughs> oh well, my family will know. But nobody else will. And or or it will just be the continuation of my family not listening to my fucking podcast. So it will still be out in the ether. <laughs> Fuck off. 
Well, please, all of our loved ones, listen to this podcast more, subscribe. And if you are not a loved one, please comment, share, like, subscribe, and tell us what you think. Just comment. Just send a comment. Send a fucking uh, uh, Facebook, not Facebook. Send a tweet that said, like, hey, I listened to it. It was funny. (laughs) Yes, all those things. Or I listened to it, and I had a very big issue about that one part where you... Uh, had a problematic segment. Yes. We want engagement. Tell us what you love, what you don't like. We can handle it. And that's how you grow and change and evolve. That's the only way I'm going to stop yelling. (laughs) He's never going to stop yelling. But it might happen. (laughs) You don't know. I'm yelling because I don't get engagement. So imagine what will happen when I do get engagement. Well... Engage with me for a moment and tell me how your mental health has been this last week. Okay. I will engage you with my mental health because it's the mental health section of our podcast. Section where we as advocates, not experts, check in with each other about our mental health journeys. (laughs) And uh, I'm about two sessions away from quitting my my. Uh, therapist. Is this because you think that, is this because they said you don't need to go anymore or because you don't feel like they're pushing you to new levels? No, I, I, it's both. Like, mm-hmm. it's both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much to talk about and Do you think you need to find a new therapist? No. You think you just need to, like, just go on your own for a bit? And I then... think I just need to do my own thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, and you, like, I feel like that one Kanye West song, and you can't tell me nothing, right? But, I have all the tools. Well, I have all the medication. <clears throat> I think people could still tell you something. I just think that the person would need to be at your I don't think level. that. Get, mm. get on your level. You going to do that? I was going to do that, but I think that's I was going to do the uncensored version. And I'm like, I think she's that, not a hoe. I think that you have to have therapists that match the level where you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and not to say that you don't deserve or, or you can't handle a break between this therapist and maybe if you want to get another one later on. I just think that you need a therapist that is good for your current lifestyle and who you are and not the old you that has grown so much since you've been you've started well i don't i i just don't know and i just whatever the level that i am on right now it's not really helping me mm-hmm. and now i feel like i'm wasting money and wasting time yeah i'm getting up early on a saturday or a sunday <laughs> Yeah. To look into my camera and on my laptop mm-hmm. and just be like, what the fuck am I doing? You know? And and I think that when... And I would rather just cut ties. When you get to that point in therapy, I think that it means you need to find a different therapist because that therapist is no longer meeting your needs. But also, I still want you to tell me how the rest of your mental health and all that has been going. Well... I have some anxieties. Mm-hmm. It's my one of my best friend's weddings coming up. Mm-hmm. 
not ready. What do you mean you're not ready? Because your vows? Well, what? Or not vows. Not vows. Your best man speech. One, have not done anything with that best man speech. Okay. Two, I have not checked under my bed to see if I had dress dress shoes. But you do have dress shoes. I know you do. I've seen them. You've worn them. I don't know if they (coughs) go with the outfit. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to have to do that tonight before I go to sleep. Yes. Because otherwise I'm going to have to hit up H&M real quick to get some more shoes. Um, I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be surrounded by whites. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Summit, New York. Yes. Far away from any person of color, mm-hmm. any bodegas, mm-hmm. any vapes. I'm mm-hmm. going to bring two. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an open bar, so there'll be a lot of alcohol, and I'm going to drink all of it. Okay. Last time I was in upstate New York for a wedding, I felt like it was a get-out situation. I felt like I was going to be sacrificed because <laughs> I was the only black person at a Well, you're not going to be the only POC. Wedding. There's going to be a lot of your friends. Am I going to be it? No, I, no, there's going to be a lot of my friends. I think I might be the only POC. No, because your friend's partner is a POC, and their family is also going to be there. Yes, they will. So I think there's going to be a more than sure. you expected. Fine. Yes, you're absolutely right. Half of the wedding is going to be people of color. Yes. That doesn't account for anti-blackness. Not gonna. Yeah, as far as blackness is concerned. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. But we at least know that you're going to have some sort of flavor in the vicinity. Yes, there, yes, yes, there will be, there will be. And I think that can give you a little bit more. I really do think I'm just going to wing, well, one, I, I, I think I'm just going to wing the best man's speech. Just yeah, but like, don't get too drunk before you, you do the best man's speech. Don't look at me like that. But I, why? Because the thing is you want it to be. Lovely, clear, succinct. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say anything that you're going to look on back on that and be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or they like you can be funny in your normal sober state. You could also be funny in your normal like I've had a few drinks state. But you don't want to get to your like. Super drunk state. When saying things because you never you never want to be that. Remember when we were watching that show. Or that movie, and they were doing the speeches for the wedding, and it was super cringeworthy. You just never want to get... Oh, it's cool. I think it might have been... Yes! That was the last thing we watched. You never want to be that person. I'm not going to be that person. I'm already going to be the only black person there. So, I like, I don't want to be the only black person and, and be embarrassing. I want to... I'm just, just going to get up there, just be like, <sighs> hey, everyone. So, real talk. This guy right here, met him a decade ago, almost a decade ago. I remember that we were at Branded Saloon, two 
comedians starting out in comedy. Didn't know each other. He went up before me. He made a joke about Coolio having a cookbook. (laughs) Could I tell you and recite the joke verbatim? Absolutely not. But it resonated enough with me to want to punch up that bit. (laughs) And that bit that I went up to him and told him, I was like, hey, I love your Coolio bit. You should say that Coolio's book should be called Living in the Gangsta's Cajun Spice. (laughs) And from there, I have helped you move. You have helped me move. And you have helped me move. And you have helped me move. You've clearly helped me move more times than I have helped you move. (laughs) Way more times. As a matter of fact, neither of us, the last two years when we moved to Flatbush, asked each other to help each other move because we realized we're not going to do that bullshit. (laughs) We're not going to feed each other beer and pizza in exchange for helping lift up a couch. And that's why I respect you. And that's why I love you. That's just a taste of my <laughs> fucking best man speech. And I think that you did a really great job. That's a just, just a t- like that's only half the other half is going to be you got a friend of me. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's continue. Um, uh, no, this, I, what, what, are we checking in with you? Yes. Oh, we are. We, but we did forget to do something. I'm going to check with you real quick. Okay, great. So right this week, I will say that I am having lots of mixed feelings. Um, I'm feeling curious. And excited about starting my new job, um, which I'm excited about, but also just like, ah, I'm apprehensive. Um, and just also thinking about being like a more open and vulnerable person, which is, you know, difficult for me. Sometimes, um, and thinking of what things I'm going to bring to my therapist to work on, um, when I start working with them again this next month, since I've had to take a little bit of a hiatus due to lack of funds, um, but I think I, I want to work on how to be the best me in relationships with other people and in relationship to myself this next 33rd year. Okay. Because I feel like I've been doing that, like I've been working on that because um, I've been working on myself 
you know, these past few years. But I think that I'm, I want to take special interest in that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and see where that gets me. Okay. That's nice. So, that's it. That's my mental health thing. But <coughs> we didn't ask, I didn't ask you the question that we do in the beginning of the mental health part. I know. It's going to be simple. Is the silent treatment a method you use when angry? It's not. So I don't call it silent treatment. I call it uh, retreat, retreatment, (laughs) where I just retreat into myself and do not talk to anybody mm-hmm. or anyone I do not respond to text messages and phone calls or anything like that mm-hmm. uh it reminds me I, i'll probably call my dad at some point um but yeah i just i just the communication breaks down mm-hmm. it stops mm-hmm. stops being free-flowing and starts being Occasional, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including text messages. Mm-hmm. So, you see why I get worried when I see the text message. I'm just like, okay. No, that's a response. Because then I'm like, oh gosh, upset. It's not a not response. Because the difference between a short response and no response. Okay. Is that your answer? That is my answer. Okay, so for me, I would say I do not like to give people the silent treatment because I think that's toxic. I think you give people the quiet treatment. But I do... You give people the quiet treatment. I was going to say that I, when I am upset about something, I get very quiet. You're very quiet. You talk on the air, bro. You speak this way, and you're very deliberate about your word choice, about what it is that you are upset because you've been stewing for hours about the thing. You're upset about. And therefore, when you are ready to present why you are pissed, (laughs) and it's not quick, (laughs) it's. It takes time. (laughs) It could be potentially days. (laughs) Unless somebody confronts you about it. Then when you are confronted, then you really get quiet and you have to get yourself together and just present your case in the most quiet, deliberate, vocal, but somehow stern way possible. And it's learning for everybody. 
involved. You did hit some nails on the head. Unless it's a unless it's a particular topic, in which case you'll be more vocal about it. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be more vocal in the moment. Yes. You'll be more vocal. Well, no. <laughs> I'm referencing something. Uh that happened relatively recently. But like no, it it'll be it, you, like you you'll yeah. They, you choose what the immediacy is. Well, yes, that's true. Sometimes I could feel very strongly about something mm-hmm. in that immediate moment, and I have to say no. There's a difference between you feeling attacked and you on the defense. Hmm. Tell me what the difference is. One is quieter than the other. <laughs> that's not helpful. No, it is. You feeling attacked versus you on the defense. So if I'm feeling, one is more proactive than the other. If I'm feeling attacked, does that mean I'm quiet? Yes. If I'm on the defense, I'm actively saying, ah, like not uh, but like no, that's not you. Like you're not, uh, you're never ah, uh, but like you are ah. louder. <laughs> you're much louder. <laughs> feel more confident to be <laughs> sullen. <laughs> sullen? Yeah. Well, I'm not generally a sullen person. I know you're not. That's how people know that you're upset. All right. <laughs> okay, so we've answered the question. That yes, we it. have. Neither for neither of us is silent treatment a thing. Yeah. But sometimes just retreatment or possibly being a little... Distant, yeah. In my case, when things happen, because I and, I and I do agree, I will get distant and into myself when things happen, because I generally my first feeling is to choose violence, which I know is not does not make sense always. In a future podcast, we're going to dissect that. I like to punch people, but you can't. You can't again hit in a future podcast. We will dissect that. Yeah. There's, All right. There's no time to do that now. So that was the mental health segment. Yes. And now, are we ready to go into our second to last piece of this podcast? Absolutely. Breaking it. What? We griping. We're not griping anywhere else. We griping. So this is a segment where we talk about the things that have pissed us off, made us mad, made us angry, made us upset, bothered us, perturbed us during the week. And I'm going to get mine out of the way because three weeks, three weeks running. About the various bugs that are in <laughs> my sphere. Um, there is, like I said earlier, doth protest. No, this is just what it is. I know. I live in an area where 
I live close to the look. Call a spade a spade. I live close to the garbage. I mean, everywhere in New York City is close to. The but I live in the basement. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm close to the garbage. Yeah, you are. Okay. And because I'm close to the garbage, I'm close to the fucking cockroaches. I have not had any issues with them in my apartment recently. Smaller little roaches here or there, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. There, it's not plentiful. It's no. like once a month. Yeah. They're my period. <laughs> it's these fucking ants. Jesus. Okay. It's these goddamn ants that I hate. But they're not even what I'm complaining about. I'm actually going to complain about myself. Because I am 33 years old and I don't know how to drive. And now I have to take a car ride for three hours <laughs> in a car <laughs> going one way to Summit, New York. Uh huh. <laughs> with two of my. Whitest friends. <laughs> I am glad that it is two instead of one. Okay. Because you could sleep. Yes. As soon as I get in that back seat, I am going immediately to sleep. Mm-hmm. No. I will spend 20 minutes on the road making anecdotal jokes. Based on what I see. And then I'm going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I will be sleep <laughs> for the entirety of the three-hour uh, three trip. <sighs> Why is anybody getting married in New York? In Summit, New York? It's a beautiful area. It's a beautiful space. There's nowhere in Brooklyn. <laughs> nowhere in You Canarsie. just don't want to have to move from your borough. There's nowhere near a train. There's no beautiful places near a train. You could have right. taken like an Amtrak. No, I looked. There's no. The Metro North does not go to fucking n- n- Summit, New York. It does not. You have to take the Amtrak. It's not even an Amtrak. You'd have to. It would be like an outskirt town that you could take like. Than an Uber from, but it'd be like. $50. But it'd be like a hundred and twenty dollar Uber, <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing?" You're supporting one of your very best friends. This is not the same as complaining about a wedding. I want to make that clear. It's just the, the travel to get to the it. travel is insane, and. Only thing that is getting me through to this fact that there's an open bar. And it just so happens to be the last weekend before I go clean for my clean month in August. Mm-hmm. So, what am I complaining about? The travel? Yes. And the bugs? Yes. Fuck you, bugs. And boy, oh boy, 
I hope that the marriage warrants the trip. Let me say that differently. (laughs) I wish nothing but infinite happiness and a long marriage for a long trip that I'm taking. What? Edit. Actually, I'm a three, two, <laughs> thirty-nine. Right. Yes. Well, <clears throat> I'm also excited for them to have infinite happiness. And I didn't love. name anybody. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking and, about. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing all the beautiful pictures. Since unfortunately, it's a small group of people that could be there. Yeah. And I'm not going to take any pictures. Of course, you're not. But I know they'll be beautiful there. And the food's going to be delicious. And the wine and the alcohol is going to be flowing. And everyone's just going to have a great time. And it's just going to be something for the memory books. So that's great. All right. Anything else grinding you? No. Oh, shit. That was my grinding. Yeah. No. That was it. Okay, great. So, all of mine are terrible. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, And they all have to do with police or the police industrial complex. The popos, yes. Um, So, this Mississippi, this white Mississippi fire chief, um, Sam Dobbins, uh, was bragging about shooting this black man over 100 times on his audio on his, uh, what is it called? His radio? No, his the, the body cam. Um, he gleefully said, I shot that nigger 119 times, okay? Um, and so that happened. He's been suspended and all that bullshit that they um, are showing us. It's ridiculous. And then on the uh, another end, there are uh, at least 28 women have filed a lawsuit against a a jail in southern Indiana because they are asserting that two of the correctional officers were bribed by the men in the other part of the jail and $4,000 gave them the key to their section of the jail and these women were harassed and beaten and sexually assaulted over the course of an evening, and not only were they assaulted, but after it happened, they were penalized by having, like, the lights turned on on them, and they're basically being told, like, <clears throat> being to, uh, not supported by the correction the corrections facility that they were in. Um, and I just read the story earlier today and I was just so sick because of how we are seeing that people are being put in jail every day for stupid things and so many women in jail are being uh, attacked and bothered and we are just allowing these things to happen because they keep pushing this prison industrial complex and this is what happens 
people who are supposed to be pro- surveying the area and protecting these people who are in custody for whatever they may have done are allowing them to be further victimized. And uh, this is just, you know, on my abolitionist kick, as always. But these were just two stories that I thought um, people needed to be looking at and looking into and looking to see what stories are happening in your local prisons and jails and see what's happening. Because these things, these stories are not um, silos. And we know that more is happening than we're being privy to. So that is all. Okay. Damn. That's a rough week. Uh, it's harder and harder to get good stories every day. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly. I mean, you're not need, you don't need to get good stories for the <coughs> fucking gripe section. Well, that's true. But it let's just, get some good stories for the things that made us happy. Okay. All right. So, how about you start? This Me? Time? All right. So, there's, um, well, one, mm-hmm. I'm super happy to start work next week. <laughs> I feel I'm very excited about this new role. Um, number two, I'm happy to, be do, to do this podcast with you because I always love getting to spend time with you and talk to you about different things that are happening. And just connect with you one-on-one. Um, but also this thing that I saw this week that was really cool was a 13-year-old named Alina Alina Annalie Wicker um, has been, she's 13 years old, and has been accepted into the University of Alabama at Birmingham's Hernstick School of Medicine making history as the youngest black person in the country to ever be accepted into medical school. Um, and she put on Instagram, statistics would have said I never would have made it. A little black girl adopted from Fontana, California. I've worked so hard to reach my goals and live my dreams. So <clears throat> I am so excited for her. Um, she wants to uh, pursue a career in engineering with NASA, and I'm just looking further forward to having more children like her being able to pursue their dreams, be their best selves. I mean, she has her whole life ahead of her. She decides she doesn't want to be an engineer at 18, and she wants to become like a painter of like impressionist art. She can still do that, and it's the fact that she has the choices, and she has uh, control over her the trajectory of her life. And we are super proud of you, Alina, and we are wishing you the best in all your future endeavors. Absolutely fantastic. Um, is that everything? Yes. As for me, I'm just, one, happy to do this podcast with you. And to, despite what I said, I am happy to go to my friend's wedding. I can't wait. You remove the traveling? Uh Uh-huh. 
you remove the fact that I got to get up mad early, get on a train to catch another train, catch the queue to the seven, the <laughs> Forest Hills, to meet my friend who is driving us up up there. Uh-huh. And I'm sharing a trundle bed with another friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever slept in the trundle. I have slept in the trundle. You slept in the trundle? I've slept in the trundle. Have you been on which part of the trundle have on you? On the been? top and the bottom. Oh, you've done both. You're yeah. all you're what you're a well rounded trundler. Yes, I am. Yeah. Are you gonna be on the top or the bottom of the oh, trundle? Oh, I'm damn sure gonna be on the top. Even if he gets there first, I'm still gonna be on the top. You're like, hey, I need to sleep on the top here. Just have to do it. Yeah, right. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I feel right. Like, yeah, just just look at him, make eye contact. I don't care if you're divorced. Just, I'm having this. Uh huh. This is what's happened. I need a bed. <laughs> I need like I'm not not in a fucking <clears throat> cubby. All right, <laughs> a pull out fucking cubby. Fuck that shit. <laughs> well. But my main point is I'm looking forward to this open bar wedding. I'm looking forward to being in a suit. Uh-huh. I'm not dancing. I will. Sorry. What I mean is that I will gauge if I will dance. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to do is dance if I'm going to be the only person with Rhythm. Um, <laughs> uh huh. That's all. But it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I will put it in music requests. Mm-hmm. It'll be Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. And I will drink all of the stuff. Yes. And hopefully it'll be a good time. It'll be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of love. And then, of course, I. Look forward to doing this podcast with you. I think I said that. Yeah, like I'm a, always happy for you to hear you say it again. Yes. So, with that being said, I think we should go in for the close. Before <laughs> we get to three hours. This is not three hours. It's 2.49. Oh, my God. Cut it out. Cut it off. All right. We're done. All right. We're done. Take it easy. Keep it sleazy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at blackandsnerdypodcast, as well as on Twitter at blackandsnerdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's that's O D T H A T S O D dot E. I had the mind to And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Study Podcast where snurds of a feather rock together. Remember. No, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I actually want to keep that.